0: Ladies and gentlemen, special episode, I'm here with ADC Connoisseur, the, 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 the sniper, the German sniper, as he was called in the past. Are you still called this, Mr. Elias Lip, the German the sniper?
1: <laughs> Jesus,
2: I, I think, I, I don't know what to say about this. Maybe like German I sniper? About, no, I like it when I was playing Esri maybe this came in more. I mean, with Caitlin it's kind of easy, I think, to sniper. people.
0: You know, it's it's weird when I try to filter my brain about your champs. It's like I see all the classics. For some reason, like the the period when I, I for some reason I have this memory of you playing Rise. But <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> that like right. I don't know why this sticks in my brain.
2: <laughs> actually, I was thinking about it. I feel like most people have like a signature champ, like Hans Sama. He plays like Draven. Mm. Maybe actually, maybe that's just it.
0: What maybe is your signature champ? Draven? Yeah, uh, I would like think Caitlyn, so. Caitlyn would be like, Cause...
2: I think I really like Caitlyn. Yeah, but I she. I feel like when Caitlyn's OP, she's either kind of first pick or bent very often.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I remember you played Caitlyn when, when no one else played Caitlyn too, no? I remember like with Ignar when we lost against you guys on the level one invade.
2: Yeah, sometimes when your support really likes Morgana, you just pick Caitlyn. I, yeah, I don't I, um... I remember if it was that strong in that time. I, I would say Zeri probably is like recently, or at yeah, least no, sure. like
0: huge. Oh, yeah. I think like uh, it was weird because people didn't think. Like, there was a period in Europe when people were delusional about Zeri being OP. And I think you were, like paved the way because like, you just came in one day It's like Bro, they're banning Zeri every game. It's like, why are we not first picking it? Okay, let's first pick it. Rock and roll.
2: Yeah, I think that's kind of always. I've always tried to put this uh, view on champions. So I feel like. Often, there's a certain amount of level you need to reach on the champ, mm. why the champ is OP. And in Asia, I think a lot more people are able to pull it off. And I always try to push myself in that direction. The same with Lucian Army. The same with, I mean, yeah, in Europe, Silver was, I think, more prioritized by a lot of team at first. Yeah, yeah. Because it was maybe more straightforward the way you would team fight, because you don't need to move as much. You just need to yeah. hit.
0: <laughs>
2: but For <I> sure. Think... <laughs> But I, I also like to play Silver, but I think Zeri was just very, very OP at this time.
0: I think Samira was also like, you you, you were pretty oh, yeah. fast on learning Samira and playing Samira, like when it was really fucking strong, but like people were lagging behind. You remember that game where we played like Samira, Lilia, Riven, like R- R- Rel. we had like every new champion in the game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, do. I I think with
2: Samira, it was. Also the time where Q was not nerfed yet when I yeah, yeah. changed. so me and Tilly were like completely no life Duo Q flashing <laughs> in everyone every game somebody would die and it was yeah it was really really fun to play I now every time I see Samira picked I feel like it doesn't really live up to the to the to the strength of the pass of this champion
0: Yeah it's it's kind of weird cuz it's like Naila and Samira they, I feel like they almost fit a similar niche in some way but at the same time not because the support pairings are different but
1: yeah.
0: I, I, it's, it's, it's just for me It's I, I, I really don't like when they release champions that if they are strong they are going to be broken like for example Nafiri I knew when this champion's released it's like yeah this champion is not going to be C pro play because either it's going to be too broken or useless there's like no in between I feel like Samira also is kind of in that spot too
2: yeah, I am talking about Nafari. I don't know exactly what it does, but I don't want to know. <laughs> nafari, <laughs> they nafari. actually
0: nerfed the shit out of this champion on on thirteen seventeen. So maybe maybe it's time to to move move the ban to do something yeah. else. Maybe like Javan, like There's a spear of, of surgeon uh, abuser. Yeah, did you hear uh, the 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 comment Gumyushi did on <laughs> what an AD carry is?
2: I actually read it and then I took a nap and I was uh, thinking about it. I, I think <laughs> it's close to the perfect. It's a very good analogy. I think maybe the supports being maybe you should uh, reiterate it first. So, so,
0: so, so, so for those who don't know, it's like he, he <laughs> basically claimed that AD carries are the egg that you put in a ramen bowl. And then he claimed that mid-top jungle is basically the, the soup and the noodles, which is like the majority of it. And then he said that the support is uh, just dried vegetables. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs>
0: which, I don't know if that's an insult to support players or to the rule. I, I don't know <laughs> which one it is. Because in my mind, I, I, would, I would think support is, is up there in the, in the noodle bracket. <laughs> I don't know how you feel. <laughs>
2: I feel like in Asian regions, the top laners have usually very, very high impact. And yeah, mid laners, yeah. like, I don't know, I could name, like, probably eight mid laners that are, like, have so high impact on the games in China plus Korea. Um, and the support thing, I think, in Europe, support has a lot of impact. Mm-hmm. So maybe we are more thinking of support as, like, uh, the soup base or something. Sort, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <More laughs> sort of the vegetables. But some of the Asian teams, I feel like sometimes the support doesn't have to be like the outstanding player necessarily. Like they're good for sure, but the stars in the team or the teams that have to, the players that have the highest impact, I think, are often in other roles. Mm.
0: No, I, I think what like Gumiushi said in terms of like it—it it sounds derogatory, but in a way, it's like when everything else in play is in place, you get to see like the difference in 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 the AD carry position. I think as as the game progresses. It's like it's, it's it's always like if you like even at watching like LPL playoffs, it's like it's always like in the in the like deeper end of games and all of a sudden you see like Jackie Love play Kaiser or like Gala play Kaiser and then it's like, oh, that's the egg. That's that is the egg right
2: there. It's perfect. I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of ways to think about this. I think uh, first of all, him saying that is very I think not a lot of players could get away with that like. Probably if I go 10th place, then I would say, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's basically top mid jungle that are the important roles and AD carry only works if they, like, play at least as good as the enemy. I think, I mean, even I saw some comments to Kumayushi that were, like, pretty bad, but I think for AD carry to get to the point that he's strong, it it depends a lot on the team. And I think mid jungle, of course, and I would count support in the too, have a lot of agency. I think top lane also is right now positioned really strongly. I would more say probably top mid, uh, jungle mid and support are the the water, the soup base and the ramen. But I think AD carries don't necessarily make like the things happen as much. I think they have, of course, every role has a lot of things they can do. I think AD carries can have good wave management, maybe trade well, but that also depends a lot on the support. But AD carries definitely the most reliant role, I think, of the team being functional or not being able to shine. Um, so I, I agree with the statement, I think, for, or the analogy for a big part, yeah.
0: I, I think uh, a key thing that maybe like some people might miss out is that he's, he's assuming that the level of gameplay is like elite. Because I think that's, because <laughs> yes. it's like the level of basics that like maybe the, the bottom half of AD carries and LEC are going to be way worse than the, the upper, uh, like, upper half. And the same thing is true for LPL and LCK too but when it comes to like the top end teams in the LPL or the 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 LCK like the top three then it's like most of the basics are in place when it comes to like lane phase, pathing choices, all of these things and sure you can can be much sharper than others within your region in this department but at, at one point it's almost assumed that you're doing this well and when those things are in place then definitely an AD carry is, is 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 an egg in 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 the ramen department sure if you, yeah. if you like if you go 100 in lane but then it's like it's not really like a realistic like elite tier game i'd say yeah
2: also that probably isn't just the AD carry like doing the whole thing
0: yeah yeah cuz it's but, like think- like if we look at 2021 it's like if if, if you and Hilly like went 50 in lane it's like Sure, you guys are insane and you're better than the enemy, but it's not like realistic in the sense of if we played like, I guess, a team that was on equal footing to to convert that uh, like uh, yeah. realistically, even And though... if I had a
2: different support and the jungle is passing differently too, maybe already it wouldn't happen at all. No, so for sure. Yeah, yeah, agree. I you. can be a beautiful egg, but <laughs> it doesn't mean the ramen is good in that.
0: Reminds me of this game. Uh, 2018. I always go back to this game where we like have vitality versus RNG. We're just like ganking Uzi with everything. It's like rise, push the cannon into Rome bot with water walking. Zinza level two gank the level three gank, and somehow Uzi is ahead on CS, and he like even he, killed he, he Jack Troll at one at one point. And then yeah, it's like yeah. Sion is six. He ults into bot. This Uzi just <laughs> refuses to die. Like we ganked him maybe twelve times in the span of like eight minutes. And then eventually, like we swap into top, and let me just give Draven the, the biggest cash out, and all of his work was just gone. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely like an egg moment, and his <laughs> his, his, his his noodles, yeah, his, his noodles fucked him up. Y- you've been watching um, the majority of of LPL and, and LCK, I imagine.
2: Yeah, I've been watching the the games for sure. Yeah.
0: You got any uh, personal AD carry favorites that, that you? I'm hoping that the ProViews come out when, when you're watching LPL your uh, Playoffs, so.
2: I mean, I love Ruler ProViews for sure. Mm. I think he's really, really good. I'm kind of sad for Viper. I think when I see him in solo queue and like his highlights and his uh, TikTok montages, <laughs> <laughs> I think he is probably like the most gifted player, mm. like mechanically. Not that the other ones aren't like really, really good too, but he is really, really a player that I studied a lot during 2022 and even 2021 when he won Worlds. And I think he is really, really great. Um, Of course, Pace has been playing really, really good, but it's also like a a great ramen, I guess. (laughs) 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 No, for sure. (laughs) I really love how Peanut plays, actually. Peanut is insane. Uh,
0: He's embarrassing everyone, I think, uh, jungle-wise. In the yeah. LCK. I don't think anyone like comes close. It's weird. I feel like LCK jungles they they, they aren't that exciting in my mind, yeah. It's like Caso Diego yeah. Sejuani, and then it kinda of dries up and owner. I call owner I always call him owner the boneless because of Vikings, but not because he's boneless, but sometimes how he plays is very surprising to me. Uh, Mr. Owner.
2: Yeah, it's it feels like some of the players stagnated a bit when they were on top of the world. Also Canyon, I think he's still like really, really, really good, but his games are a little bit inconsistent, I would say.
0: Yeah,
1: like, yeah, no, for sure. At
2: least if you compare him to the Canyon that was just carrying every game with Showmaker.
0: No, 100%. It was, it was weird. Um, uh, not weird, but I'd like to, to, to touch on the, the Viper topic. Like when it, it, It's weird, they pan over the camera on, on like Viper versus Deft, and like, there's a certain smoothness in the way that Viper moves. That you just kind of already know that this guy is so fucking sharp. It's it's yeah, it's it's, it's sure. weird weird to describe, but there there is something there that you almost instantly see in terms of just how he he moves and the smoothness of of, of of his like just character play.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it sounds weird, but it's true. I think the more you play the game at a high level, the more you can see the small differences and. It's really apparent that he's really gifted, but of course, Gumayoshi, Deft, uh, Elk. Uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting someone. Gala. Gala. Yeah, Gala's really, really fucking good too on like a a lot of champs. So it's it's very stacked, yeah.
1: One hundred
0: percent. I'm. It's it, it's weird because it's like always coming into like a a world championship or an international tournament. It's like everyone talks about like some specific role gap but I feel like whenever there is a role that becomes the most important due to the meta I just feel like that the gap will always be there you know it's like for example at MSI there was a lot less conversation about top laners and 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 junglers it's not like western players are 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 bad at laning necessarily or or like Pathing options, but when it comes to like very narrow details and very narrow windows in terms of how you play two v two, three v three, and all, all how you leverage all these small details, I think that's always where um, Eastern plays have been sharper. And then, like looking at MSI, like the the difference between like the bot lanes <laughs> in terms of like the East and the West, just because it was a very bot lane centric meta, it was so one sided, and I think. It, it, in terms of this conversation, do you know which direction I'm going? in? Do, would you would you agree with me, or do you have a, a, a different take on 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 how things are?
2: I I definitely think on average the players are better individually, and I also think that if like a good like a top tier Asian player plays versus so top tier European player, he will probably come ahead out of the early game or like have a better impact on the game most of the time. But at the same time, I feel like the games are often won for the Asian teams after that phase. I think many times a Western team can win an early game or something, but the group that plays better as five, I think, is usually the Asian team. And I think that's why they've been so dominant. And that's why when in the past European teams did better, I think it was not necessarily because they were like so dominant early game. I think it was they really played well as a group. Mm. And I think that's what has been missing lately.
1: Yeah. I'm
0: I'm trying to think back like it's like like G two 2019. There was a lot of early games where they were actually like coming out behind like most of the time, and then they were like really good at picking off people on site and just uh, creating like really really leveraging like fog all the time, never really showing and really making themselves like really really big with support and jungle, which is like now very very common, but at the time was super unique in terms of how they trapped people on side and they like specifically drafted for it and then I think they were very sharp in like their fight selection and how they played around like significant spells like how they kited back together and one another, I think this was, Jitsu was super far ahead on this and then like Damwon came in and then they did this better than everybody else and now the game has been relatively the same I'd say for, for the longest time but everything has just become more precise, yeah? For sure.
2: But I mean, even if you look at like the very high stakes games, like Worlds Finals, for example, Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily that the games are really, really snowballed early game a lot of the time. I think it's a lot about, or even if a team falls behind, like DRX, if the group knows like how to navigate through the different game states well, I I think this is usually the team that's the most successful. For
1: sure.
2: It's much more appealing to like, look at individual skill as well, of course, because you see Asian players do things that a lot of Western players don't do. I mean, some do, but in reality, I think the games are more decided by how the team plays than necessarily like big individual lane camps all the time.
0: Agreed. Agreed. There's, like, definitely games that are over before that gets proven, (laughs) which is sometimes disappointing, but uh, it's like the devil is always in the details. I think, like, for example, the EDG damon finals was like very, very, it's like if you if if if, if a pro player or, or whoever is like knowledgeable about the game watches that game and like has like a good sense for what the strengths of both sides are and what the next decision should be, it's like everything was like so painfully precise. It's like. There was no yes. inefficiency it's like oh they are weaker on side they're gonna push past the point regroup around mid retake and then when the enemy shows they're gonna play and it's like there was a clear like dance where both parties is not stepping on each other's foot you know there was not like something that was like mistake driven like someone gets caught on side for no reason at all because he over pushes or someone gets cancelled on the recall because he bases wrong and is just late to the drake like uh like disturbances yes. like that for sure
2: i th- i think the how polished people are around these situations that recur every game like the objective fights especially because they are like the most important uh, dragon fights or even herald fights i think i'm not sure this is my theory but i have a feeling asian teams when they scream each other probably have a lot of repetition in that and it's more disciplined i i would assume um but i think A lot of these objective situations happen much more in stage games than in scrims in europe i think europe is scrims in general are much more decided by individual skill i think than official games because people play more carelessly on both sides so mistakes can be exploited more easily and they also happen more often but the way teams team fight and the way people play the map is what usually wins the official games much more often and i feel like asian teams Maybe because they play more games too, like with the more best of threes, more best of fives. Uh, or just how they practice, I guess, and how they practice in scrims. I feel like this is... Watching like an Asian dragon fight where everyone plays well it happens way more often than watching it in the West happen, I think.
0: Agreed, yeah. I, I think... It, it, it's weird because I, I had this conversation with bupo too, and it's something that I've reflected on this entire year. I feel... I, th- I think... Like, like the approach to practice just has been wrong for a very long time. Where there are so many things that you can prepare before you scrim that teams have assumed for very long that they should fix within scrims. And it's such an inefficiency, whether it's game concepts or it's laning concepts or, or, or matchup information and knowing which direction you want to head in, in, in draft. I think from my experience working in Korea, because I had a roster of 16 players, and the, the the barrier, like at one point, I just made the decision, it's like, we're going to commit to you five, and we're going to, uh, like, uh, just make sure that we commit into this, these five players, because there was an issue in the previous split, where the previous coach before me was just like, oh, you played bad, I replace you, and then it was just like, fucking musical chairs, it's like, it was even, at some point, it's like players didn't even play bad and they just replaced them. Like, no, no matter what happened, they just got replaced, replaced, bench, bench, and they just went around in a circle and then they just ended up, like, borderline last place. And um, at some point, I just made a commitment, but but I noticed that the, the standard for what it means to be, like, a good player or, like, a player that is deserving of a job is so damn high. It's like, in terms of what is considered like okay for you. It's like if you imagine yourself to be a pro player, these are the things I need to have in place and know. And the research about the game and also the, the gameplay side, it's like knowing what to play, knowing how you need to play the map. These are things like that the players took for granted that they need to have in place. And I think that already like helps Grimm so much to the point where you can actually work on the things that matter rather than sitting there and review. And it's like, Oh, one player made this mistake that broke the whole game in half. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's like, for example, us here in, in 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 the last year that we worked together, 2022, we had no time. And then it's like one week before the split starts, we are just screaming. And then it's just, everything is kind of just fucking piss random. And it's like, like what it means to be a pro player or a teammate or what you need to bring to scrims was just like, You know, everyone had their own idea of it, and then there's fucking clashes uh, that that come up and and just inefficiencies that come up, and then eventually scrims are just uh, better off (laughs) cancelled.
2: Better off cancelled. That's a good... (laughs) Yeah, I think what you just said was like doing things before uh, practice, you touched on all the in-game things, which I think you can learn outside of actually just playing the game or preparing, Mm. but... What is the most important thing, which you also mentioned, is uh, the mindset, I think, going into scrims, like what is acceptable, what is not acceptable, uh, what is expected of each person when it comes yes, to scrims. Yes. I think that's probably the In my, I think that's the biggest problem, honestly, in Europe. Yes, the yes. amount of unpreparedness and like not taking it as seriously as it should be taken. Mm i think that's just the the big um blockade from improving most of the time because even if you and it's in every team i think to more or less extent i think the teams that can hold themselves to a higher standard are the ones that usually reach a higher level but on the same in the same way also team dynamics are really complicated to navigate of course everyone is really different and i think that's where. Yeah, everyone just has to be pretty open, I think, to, like, explain what they want from their teammates and what they want to give also.
0: I think it's 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 also one of those things where it's like a, a, a long time ahead of time, everyone needs to agree what it means to have good practice, like what it means to be a pro player, what it means to be a teammate, uh, a good teammate, a strong teammate, like what what do you envision a good team to be? It's like... What are your goals? Like, well, what what do you want to achieve? Like, what do you consider a good team? Even like, well, what what do you uh, what do you consider a good team? Like, well, what is a world champion to you? Like, well, what what is it that make them good? It's just having conversations about these topics and aligning, the and then having the coaching staff really, really making sure that each day is really, really honed into what everyone has bought into at the beginning of the season is is so crucial because. Everyone's aware that you'll run into issues uh, down the line, but I think setting up the day-to-day to really reflect on what you as a group believe is important for you to like um, do well, I think is, is is crucial, because it's like always the same conversation. It's like, oh, this team is doing so well because they're having so much fun together. Oh, they're spending time together uh, watching the game and studying the game together. And in scrims, they are trying very hard because these things are in place and they are are all in agreement in terms of What do you want to achieve? Because it's like usually when I look back at the teams that like were doing well, usually it was because there were like the majority or like I I had a player that I could work through and then through that player we became a majority. So we just moved everyone in a way that even the naysayers couldn't say nay because they would just follow the momentum and Mm -hmm. never from the perspective of, oh, we are five and we're all committed to the same thing. It was more like, oh, we, we, I'm, I'm working with this player or these two players, these three players, and then we're moving the, the team in some some direction, you know?
2: Yeah, which is also natural. I think there's always people that uh, take more initiative in shaping the team and people that are more part of the team mm. or like just become the pieces that are envisioned. I think that's, um, yeah, I think that's usually the, what happened. And I mean, we were also on the same teams, but that's, usually yeah, yeah, yeah. The process,
0: I think, as well. Now 2022 was 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 a weird one, because it's like everyone, I think everyone was so capable individually. But everyone had some similarities in terms of the ideas of how we should play the game. But also, uh, a lot of things were so so different. So it's like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> at one point, it was better to just make a fog of war and just make everything seem as good as possible and then we were just professionals on the day of execution
2: <laughs> yeah yeah for sure i mean that's also a thing i think what people say what they want and what people actually do is often very very different once the stress comes in or time kicks in. i think i think i guess that's the key role of of the teammates and also the staff to make sure everyone is accountable in some way but i also feel like it's europe people sometimes uh, i i mean i'm not talking about anyone specifically or anything but i think there's often a culture of like not trying can be cool i think g2 was doing this like more like how we are like not even doing this like before and we're still winning everything or like we are doing this and i think it it works for a lot of people, because it also takes a lot of confidence to do it this way. But I think if that is like, the uh, mindset of the team, maybe I I think it gets to a really problematic point when it's like, not so cool to talk about problems or to have these difficult moments as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, it's like, it it takes a very specific person for that to be like functional, because it's like that the G2 like, even though they had like this cocky attitude about them and sometimes like the brand, like really oversold it when yeah, they, when they lost, they knew that they had to sit down or like when, when they were playing bad, they really sat down and figured shit out. You know, they didn't fucking let anything go. No, and, for
2: sure. It was a lot more on the outset than yeah, yeah. Sure they were trying very hard.
0: <laughs> and for some people I can imagine, I, I, I know a lot of people, it's like when, when they risk, when they like risk their own ego they feel more incentivized to to do better, you know? It's like, yeah, of course. You, put, you, put it's more, you bet more on the line and it's like, oh, okay.
1: <laughs>
0: now I need to try out because I said the shit about this other player. I need to fuck him up, you know? It's like the fucking Michael Jordan thing. It's just fucking like sure. make it personal somehow.
1: <laughs>
0: but I, I can definitely agree with the idea that I, I can see that someone might look up to that and view it the, whole, the, the wrong way altogether, you know? and uh, be worse because of it, for sure.
2: Which I wouldn't say was like our main problem in 2022 at all. I, I think it was a lot of things coming together, some more obvious than others. I think, like you said, some of the ideas were similar, but a lot of them were also very different. And it was hard, I think, to create that bridge or that trust, I think, to really give like a big benefit of the doubt. I mean, you know, with Hilly, it's always, you need to give him a lot of trust and I think he will repay you, uh, like, every time, basically. Yes, yes. But uh, that's also a big step, I think, out of your own comfort zone, because playing with Hilly also takes that you will have games where he does something that doesn't make sense to you and it will be bad and you will lose the game. But at the same time, I think when it comes to playoffs and these series, I think, you can't really ask for a much better support than Hilly.
0: Yes, yes. No, he, he has a very unique process. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Like, I've never, I can't relate his process of improvement to, like, anyone else. I think it's, like, closest is maybe, like, Jizuke. He just needs to, like, sprint it for a bit in, in, in scrims and in solo queue and then he finds some mystery through it and then he can be, like, precise. It's, like, it's it's, it's 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 interesting because I think for, for, for us that year, I think we had so much negative momentum built up because it's like Spring Split started so fast. Nothing was talked about and everything just happened as things were moving. And when things begin to move and you play those like... When you begin to play the LEC matches, it's um, very easy to... Do very short-sighted uh, and uh, short-term decisions. Uh, I, I think if if we took like time or had the time or had the opportunity, because it was like I remember those issues with like humanoid's contract and there was like sitting. Wunder like,
2: was last second too, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like Wonder was also signed super, super late uh, that too, and then
2: was, um, the ripeness of that world too. I think it was I mean it was like a really tight schedule. I think it was really difficult.
0: We had the messiness with the... It's like we, yeah. we were supposed to move office and then we didn't move office oh, I think that God. was also I like... Really, it. That shit was also like giga draining You had to travel like fucking two hours every day And we stayed in hotel And it's like it was, it was a lot of things that, that really cut into the time And it, it it's like sometimes you, you work in a way that is inherently negative And then I think... When you're in a, in a dynamic, certain people can build certain images of others. And then it becomes so tough to break that because it's like you want to grow and you want to move in a different direction. But if if other people around you are working with an assumption about you, then it becomes a lot tougher to actually grow. And I think yeah. the trust always that trust needs to always be in place that if you're working with something, you need to be able to imagine this person being the absolute best in his position. Otherwise, I don't think it really works, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think if you look back at it, like we definitely like a long season together would have helped us a lot. Because just me and Tilly were like, like we knew each other really well and we work our own way, like, uh, well, I think, but we also have like our own specific things we want to do. And then Humanoid just came from Matt, that won two splits, and he, of course, has, like, a very good idea of what he uh, wants to do in the game and how, how to lead the team. And Wunder just came from G2, where he was for four years, I think, mm-hmm. at least with, like, three of the same players. Yes, and yes. Perks, perks 2 for three years, or four years even, I don't know. And then Rastog, I think, also came from a team where the team was, like, I think they were all living together in a gaming house. Yes, then. yes. Like, Misfits was one of the only teams, or last teams and then he was alone as well and it was pretty i could imagine it was difficult for him of course um so it was a lot of different ideas and i still remember i think we did like a few online scrims, and i was so excited <laughs> for the roster because i think thought all of them were really good and i still believed that but i was so disappointed <laughs> by how we played <laughs> because i have like completely a different process probably than other people because i was playing like quite a bit at that time and everyone like was going through their own things and of course it's a completely new team and i think we lost like our first games and i knew that we had a lot of work ahead of us but our time seemed really tight already yeah
0: yeah, because that's that exactly in that like is where alignment needs to happen it's like it's like the, yeah. the first day of scrim it's like what, what what are people bringing to the table and if like Already from day one, it's like let's say you brought in like good form, and Hilly likes to start slow, and then uh, Razuka has a certain way of doing things, and Wunder likes to start slow too, or whatever. Like if that if there's misalignment already there, it's like you, you're already wasting like like time.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like
0: we we also had like uh, other issues that like of course plagued our spring, but I don't want to like publicize that because there's no point in that. No, but. Of course, yeah. It was it was it was a tricky one, and then at some point it's like when 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 the wounds of the past are so deep, you need to. It's it's like I, I I had to make we had to make the decision to hold on to what we have rather than risking it all to building something greater. So there's like certain things that were in place that were inherently like not good. It's like how how quick we were to uh, like abandon scrims or whatever. It's like this, this was. D- disgusting on many levels in terms of what i believe like what you want to achieve in terms of competition and so forth but in 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 the momentum we were in in summer and the position we were in in summer it for the short term in order for us to like succeed in the short term it was like just the best decision but for for things to lead all the way into that there was so many lessons uh, that uh, uh, that i've uh, reflected on over the the, the past time now and that i haven't competed that for sure, I will never allow to happen again.
2: Yeah, at the time I was pretty frustrated in that situation, but thinking back on it, I, I also, I mean, of course, some people didn't like like how I behaved. I didn't like or certain things about what I do. Other people don't like certain things about what I like what they do. And I think in hindsight, it probably made sense to cancel like a lot of the scrims, even though I would have wished we would have done. differently but i think if we would have done it differently it had to start at a much earlier point already um so yeah i also agree with that i think that was the probably the best thing we could have done in these moments and it worked to some extent as well we were not i think on our good days we could actually be a very strong team
0: for sure yeah yeah no we we definitely had like some pretty fucking great games i'd say yeah 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 i think like eventually I think like in the series against Rogue I think like they figured out what what we like to do and I think they just had like a a, a deeper pool when it came to that same level like that same gameplay idea that game loop it's like we we eventually it's like full on draft front to back and they leaned heavier into that direction and they had like these pocket support picks and like Malang did a good job of like disrupting top when we were we were very bad at it and then they like secured, Herald every game, and
2: I was, think that yeah, for
0: sure, it was it was good that that the world championship at least uh, the teams didn't scout us out in the first week, so we could <laughs> grab some wins. <laughs>
2: That's true. I even the second week, I I still think we could have went three three. I think the game versus c nine was very tragic. Ah, with yeah. again no, the
0: fans. bot three v three was a rough one.
2: <laughs> don't go! Don't go! Oh, <laughs> oh no! But, yeah, that happens. Yeah, I think Rogue naturally was in this meta mm-hmm. not to take anything away from their work because i think in the past they were actually teams that had pretty good scrims like pretty disciplined i think they had other issues before in the playoffs um but i think malarang's play style of like disrupting lanes with these champs like poppy trundle javan meta yeah, i yeah. think you couldn't ask for something much better and Rasok was also really good at these champs later on like when once we started getting into our flow mm-hmm. but also Trimby is like um went like I would say one step further in this range matter. I mean I think Hilly and me played these lands good but I think he naturally has a preposition. I think <laughs> for these champions and of course Hilly is amazing on so many champs but maybe his range champs are like not the deepest he can go yeah yeah, yeah. I think that gave them a advantage because I mean humanoid Larsen are both great mid laners, I think. They play more similar than many people think, maybe. Mm. I mean I think Marek pressures like harder and I think is playing more aggressive, but in the end both of them are high impact players in their own way and they are both good on control mages in this meta, which was really important, I think. Akali Silas.
0: So yeah. I think like like humanoids I, I feel like always in terms of laning, I think he's always been like so crazy, crazy good. But he, I agree. He, sure. he, but he plays quite static, you know? He's he's not gonna he's not gonna go go somewhere in a lot of cases. Unless he's in the mood, no, sometimes sometimes he was in the mood. Sometimes he was diving lanes with Victor level four, but in a lot of I cases mean, he's in not in the, the TF, mood. I think, and...
2: I think he got the Ras TF down as well. I think yeah, he's yeah. A fucking, I mean I think he's a really, really well rounded player. Uh, I think like if if there was like categories, I would give him like a nine or a ten or a eight in like most of them. Yes, yes. Just yes. sometimes he ends randomly, <laughs> <laughs> but everything else I think is really really great.
0: Yep, yep. I think uh, if, uh, I always I always kind of call them European chovy, but chovy is beginning to go on that uh, i always call it when mid laners they begin to spread their wings because it's always like a mid laner is always like a super giga strong laner and then they realize shit, i'm losing games against these other mid laners that are actually you know willing to sacrifice to to gain more and i feel like Chovy's is on that arc now and he's like seeing more of what he can impact elsewhere because like showmaker went on this arc faker went on this arc even caps went on this arc you know where it's like oh <laughs> shit i
2: I feel like Caps was always everywhere. I think Caps is... I feel like when I play against Caps, I, he wants to have the highest impact possible that he can have on his champion.
0: True. but well, I feel like 2018 Fnatic, I feel like the, every, the, oh, the yeah. world, everyone came to, it, everyone yeah. came to him <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> rather than him. Like 2019, I remember, or like 2020. Yeah. Um, like 2019 when they beat Damwon. Like he's fucking playing Yasuo mid and he's just fucking pushing, going top, pushing, going top. Like Wonder oh, yeah, right. Wonders playing Rise against Irelia and Showmaker is like yeah I have perfect CS but it doesn't fucking matter like what am I doing with my life you know I think that like yeah. made him like rethink as at least that's how I imagine you know this little anime movie I have playing in my in my brain about well, these players uh... that I don't know I mean
2: also the, the team he has is also probably a big uh, reason how he thinks how he can impact the game the most right if he For has sure, yeah. like Reckless was really good at a certain way of playing and like Brippo or so, who so don't necessarily need to be played around. It makes sense that everyone should just come to him and set it up for him, especially because it was a lot of the time was front to back in summer split, I think. Maybe, it Maybe yeah. it's like puberty, you know, like when you're like a teenager, <laughs> you want to win your lane as hard as possible. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. No, for and sure. then you become a man and you are taking care of the family of the of the map.
0: No, 100%. Puberty, spreading your wings, whatever you want to call it. I, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs>
2: and and losing your lane and still crying, that's just being a child. <laughs>
0: 100%. I it's accidentally fact. clicked your way. I have oh, to have the Discord okay. open, but now, now they see you again. In terms of um, now, uh, LEC, you've been keeping up. Sometimes you swing by the sack, but then I feel you notice how oh, shit, there's way too many fucking people in here then you <laughs> silently disappear
2: <laughs> so many people sometimes which is no problem of course i don't need to be there and it's also my mic was really bad i think mm. and sometimes i feel like i'm saying so, i'm not sure if people can hear me and that's an awkward spot to be in
0: yeah yeah
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people understand what you say, um so yeah no i i, I watch all the games or oh, yeah, no, basically I watch all the games. Sometimes I watch highlights, but mostly I watch the full games.
0: So it's not too painful? It's like the the, the wounds have healed? You've, you've come to terms with, with, with the air. No. <laughs> no?
2: <laughs> but it is good motivation, I would say. Okay. Especially like seeing like a team win a split is always, I always feel depressed a little bit for like, uh, I, I'm happy for the people, but... I, I can't lie that I don't, that it doesn't affect me. Like, of course I want to do that, mm. but right after the depression, usually I get like a motivation boost of like, okay, my journey to doing that now begins now, mm. I need to start putting in the work now. And when I'm in that situation, I will be ready and do my best to have as much impact as I can.
0: This has to be like some form of addiction for us, right? Cause it's, it's like. I, I have been fortunate that I've been able to distract myself, but then whenever I see people win, I'm like, fuck me, man, I want to fucking win. What am I doing here? I'm sitting in a chair. What the fuck am I doing? And then, like, I can distract myself. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, keep, keeping busy has helped a lot. Like, I found, like, avenues in terms of, like, the cost streaming and so forth, but it's like the, the downtime is, it's like, it's like a, as, as you mentioned, it's like there's, there's a pain to it, but... The, it, it it translates to motivation eventually, yeah?
2: Or like. depression. One of the two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but you you are now at the motivational phase. You told me you are trying to get rank 1, or you're gonna get rank 1. I'm saying trying, but you're going to get rank 1.
2: Yeah, no, I, I'm motivated for longer now. Like, after the last game was over, it was pretty sad, and then it, it goes in waves. I think some days I felt better, some days I felt worse, and then when I watch the game, sometimes it uh, makes me feel worse, but also makes me more motivated. So, it, yeah, it, it depends, I would say. But yeah, I'm playing a lot, studying the game, definitely.
1: Okay, let's uh,
0: un unravel the 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 half a year. Should we call it half a year of vitality?
2: It was um, Cause nine weeks.
0: Because <laughs> it's like you, was it nine weeks only?
2: I mean, if you count, like, the, we had, like, so, the spring split I had, like, five days before and I was six, so, and then this split before the game started, we only started, like, two weeks before, which was a big mistake in hindsight, so, overall, it was, like, 12 weeks of playing, uh, like, in a team environment, I think.
0: Oh, shit, that's even less than I, I realized. Was uh, yeah, in in spring you guys started sport. in in spring you guys started five days before and you were sick you said. Yeah yeah. How, how come was it like the contracting or like what what was what was the plan what was the idea.
2: I mean there was like uh, tons tons of negotiations. I wasn't sure if I was going to play for Fnatic, but um, I mean I I don't know how much detail I can get into, but. I just didn't feel like it was right i suppose at the time to play in this circumstance because everything was very messy let's say okay to to not go too much into it and then it was like selling me but it's also more difficult these negotiations can take a lot of time of like especially if they have a interest to keep me Mm. for maybe the next split if i change my mind let's say and it took a long time but in the end they made it happen and then i was sick because i think it was just a stressful time and i was trying to stay in shape but then at the same time there was a lot of uncertainty like either i'm going to play now and i have to be at my hundred percent or maybe i'm going to be really disappointed that i have to sit at home and watch another split okay um, so it was so just a lack for me. of
0: clarity like you didn't yeah. like nothing was clear that's why so everything just happened like no, the, the business side too. was just late okay
2: yeah, I also suck to see like other teams do well. I mean, I had lost support from my parents and everyone, but mm. it was still difficult and I think it had an effect on my body. And then I, um, it got through. It was like five days before. I played like one day online, got to an apartment in yeah. Berlin. That shit is fucking, Monaco. that shit
0: fucks you up, by the way. Like <laughs> fucking trying to finding, finding an apartment in Berlin, figure out your housing situation.
2: Uh, yeah, so I, I was like kinda far away again from my from the office, like twenty five minutes with car and you have to wait for the car. I got I don't have I had my driver's license test. <laughs> Sadly.
0: <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> but, you can go again, you can go. It's no problem, man. It's no problem.
2: So yeah, it was very short, yeah is okay. what i'm
0: trying to say yeah five five days is it's like everything that we talked about before right it's like i think this format more than ever it's like what you do ahead of a split is 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 super super important i think mm-hmm. there's there's definitely a lot of players i'd say that have had a habit of like being allowed to start slow or or like take breaks and then it's like there's been many years where like the lc winner or the the predicted lc winner starts uh, like the first week with like losses and then second week with losses and then they like make it to playoffs and they get their shit together because it's like the ramp up period you're allowed to just have that as you go through the split and I can imagine now at least super weeks even in previous years were fucking tiring Uh, at least I remember it's like do you have super week and then coming into next week it just bleeds into the next week because you like lose a day And then it's like that 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 block of time where you like lose that additional day and um, you have to kind of rush to to prepare for for the next one and then you have to prepare for three teams and you have three match days again. I I can't imagine that you can make uh, drastic uh, improvements in in, in such a time frame.
2: I think at this moment, the level individually of everyone was pretty good, I think. Mm For example, Kaiser, after the way they ended in spring, he played, like, super, super much solo queue.
0: You mean after winter, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, after winter, where I wasn't there. And I think he came in with a really good form. I think, Uh, yeah, my top side also was pretty well prepared. And I think we instantly had a pretty natural fit in that split because Botland was working well because both of us were in a good form. I think the meta was still pretty i i was pretty comfortable in the meta and i think that gave like some stability for us as well because i felt like i had a clear direction of it mm. and i don't exactly remember jungle meta i just remember bo playing a lot of gragas and not dying in the first week and i think he was also playing leeson later on and having some really good performances so i think that favored us as well uh his wukong was also pretty good uh at the start of that and then i think yeah, we just also got a 3-0 in the first week, which is honestly like really, really big in this format. Because if you go 3-0, then you can breathe and you can play with confidence, I think, and feel like you're on the on the right track. Because 3-0 is basically you're already in the top eight if you win one more game.
0: This is like the, I think the, the caitlin that's... heimerdinger the Aurelien Soul. I remember you guys had. Uh, oh yeah oh, You were you guys sure. were pretty pretty good and pretty early, and yeah. in, in that department it was yeah. it was solid. So it's like everyone everyone was busy with with, with solo queue everyone came with, with form, everyone was, was was hungry to do more. I always I always viewed you guys as the team uh it's like it was also true I think in, in, in winter as a team that was individually uh, quite good. Uh, besides in winter the the, the Kaiser and Nailed were were struggling in a lot of the games I'd say. And mm-hmm. then um carrying that over to spring, I, I think that individually, like the team was always really, really sharp and there were Definitely like games and, and drafts where I was like, oh, this this looks pretty pretty damn free. I I don't know if it was during your time. I think it was during your time. Or or actually no, it wasn't. I remember this game where they picked like Varus, Ashbot, mid, and they played like into Udir and B G2. I think this might have been in winter. I, I I thought that there was good meta reads that in in, in, in connection to what the game presented um and good individual play but then as as the bo3 started it seemed as if the like the overarching team concepts uh, weren't there and the lack of identity became more clear
2: i think best of threes we we still played like was a I think Matt was slumping at that point, mm-hmm. like they barely made the playoffs. And then we played versus Astralis. Yes, yes. And I think our strengths were just way too strong for us to notice that we have like pretty big basics missing. Mm-hmm. Uh But we like followed this stage too, and we looked like one of the strongest teams. Yes, yes. And then I think the thing came when we played versus BDS. And I think at that point, Maokai became more and more meta, or maybe it was meta in winter, and then it came back in spring. And more Y, Maokai, Dskar, Champs, Sejuani, if I remember correctly. And I think this was a bit harder for our team identity because um, it was also a different patch, if I remember, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe just meta development. Mm-hmm. And also, we were pretty bad at the basic objective setups that usually are most important when the lanes don't snowball or jungle doesn't get a big lead or the team comp is just way better. Okay. and i think bds had like a very solid strategy of five every dragon scaling bot lane jungle mid play like pretty solid i think in this split especially bds and i think it showed a lot of our weaknesses and then was mad the series was a bit closer but mad had a lot of momentum already building and they also were just like better as five it was pretty clear that they were much more in flow than us, I think. I think we were much more concerned with losing than them and I think they were playing pretty Yeah, in a pretty good state. So we ended up third in that split, yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. No, it's like Mad Lions, they it it seems like um Mad and also BDS. Like BDS I think what they did good was that they limited risk so so much in the way they played where they would like sack maybe a wave or two or three. Uh, or, two, five. or five even, to, to make sure that they are in the right spot. And in that, yeah. they're not making an direct mistake where I think some of the other teams, uh, like even in, in your case sometimes, where maybe the efficient move or the efficient decision is to play for more of the waves. But in that process, there's more room for mistakes and, and inaccuracies. Uh, and I think BDS were good at trimming that. And then Mad Lions were they just found such positive momentum with like the Gragas mid, the Vi and the Jace. And they just had like a very strong one, two, three, like locked in every single game. I think that's what made them beat G2 as well. Even though I thought G2 was better uh, at the time. Yeah. In terms of like you guys, uh, like from the get go, like the the conversation was always, it's like, you guys are murdering people in scrims. I'd imagine, I I, I would imagine that Bo is the type of player that just fucking goes 10, zero in, in, in a scrim lobby, like self-made on crack type of thing. Uh, uh, how did yep. the scrims actually look like for you guys because in spring you guys were dominating you know
2: yeah we were very very good First G2 I think we were pretty even we won I think the first few, and they won in playoffs I think they or like before playoffs I think they like had like two or three really good days against us but G2 was the only team that was close I would say every other team we were winning either pretty good or like stomping very hard I think in that split if I remember correctly
0: and just like so, yeah. uh, as an example like how, how would the games look like is it like 10 minutes chop chop or...
2: uh, some of them definitely depending on what we played okay uh, but yeah I mean some of them yeah but even if the game was going a lot going longer it was not very focused the practice I would say also champion choices can be different in scrims which hurt us a lot in summer split, I think, too. Some champs just do a lot better in scrims than on stage. When playing with risk feels more free, a lot of the strength of certain champs are enabled that are supposed to take a lot of risk, which can feel really bad in small sample size official games. Mm. Um, yeah, we were very a very strong team, I think. Okay. I mean, even in that split, I think we had like a small motivation dip after this 3-0. And then we went one to the next week, and I think this was probably the biggest problem. I think our drive, as a team or individually, depending, was just not there to really do the best. I think.
0: Okay. The okay. Was there anything like uh, specific, or uh, how how did that come about? Was was no, the losses I, just I, I... heavy? Were the losses just heavy, or?
2: I actually was really reminded of the time in Origin, where we ended up, I think we played a best of five against G2 and Fnatic, and they were both like somewhat close, like we had chances, but they were the better team, mm-hmm. and we ended third, I think, and like, uh, um, I don't remember how the bracket works exactly, maybe it was mad, but we were like one of the top three or four teams, losing two close best of fives to the eventual finalists and winner. And then after that split, everyone was like, okay, guys, like, we were 90% there. Like, now we just need to work even harder mm. <laughs> for the next split. Yes, yes. And if we put in even more effort, we saw we were close, we can do it. But it was quite the opposite effect, I feel like, where there was less preparation. And then you start losing some games, and then there's more stress, which leads to, depending how you react to it, to even less productive practice to less individual practice because you need to recover to which leads to worse performances usually if you depending on the person practice less and that just adds up right and then you're in a cycle and then nearly every game is a must win scenario if you think about it like that and then you lose that game too and then it just piles up and it's very hard in this format if you need like you need to get yourself out of that hole and you need to do it fast but we started one two and we lost like a tragic game in the first week uh i think it was to heretics maybe we were like 7k heads like terrible draft read like we gave them milio for nautilus in this matter i think that milio's airy they had like full front to back we actually had some good fights we came back in the game we had like communication issues in the early game that cost us a lot which is also something that we had problems with of course mm. um and then we lost that game, and then we went 1-2 out of the week. And then I think we played was like, G2 Fnatic, who were both on a roll, and we lost both these games. And then, and then every game is like, okay, you, we kind of have to win it. And I think we didn't perform well under pressure. I think that was also a problem in the playoffs already, where it was to do better, like, to reach the very top. But it's also the pressure is also there when you're doing poorly, because you need to try to get out. Yes, yes. It, it all compounded and yeah people are less happy people have more arguments people practice less it's just it's no one's i think
0: no no for sure it's as, as as you mentioned before right it's like it's like how, how people act under stress is is something that in a lot of cases you just need to see right uh, b- b- before you before you really know and there's some some players and some people that are going to be a very positive force and some people some great players even can be a negative force in that and it depends on like the the mix of like the mix and the dynamic of how it actually plays out in the moment because everything kind of feeds into into one another it's like I always say the same example it's like when I was in Korea 2020 it was it was so easy it's like most of the time when we're in split we have to work 14 hours we just have to but how easy it is to work those 14 hours really depends (laughs) and in in korea it was really easy because the energy in the room it's like you walk into the room you hear the keyboards everyone's awake you know everyone's just like actively any conversations about league, everyone's like smiling, everyone's energetic, you know, everyone's just in in the type of zone. And if you walk into that room, it's, it's impossible to slack off. It's so easy to just sit down and like be excited about what you do. And in in different circumstances, it's like if, if everyone comes in with, uh, maybe you have uh, someone comes in with a hint of like, let's say nihilism, then, you know, the reaction to that, depending on the, the individuals you have in the group is, is going to be important because it bleeds into everything else. Right. It's like it can be a negative spiral that uh, takes over very, very fast. It's like if, um, if the reaction yeah. to a loss is, is hopelessness, then the action that is supposed to solve it will also spark additional hopelessness. It's uh,
2: yeah, that's it. or just like more pressure. Like even if people have hoped that you can do it if they're under so much pressure that they can't play like in scrims for the most part on stage, it's already like a problem. But also what I think I forgot to mention is we started scrims more late, which I think was a problem because so in,
0: in summer again.
2: No, in yeah, in spring we had no choice, but summer we were a little bit more late than I would have liked, probably. Okay. We were not super late, but uh, I think we uh, needed...
0: how long we're we talking about?
2: I think two weeks, probably two and a half, maybe, okay. but which in the old split is like completely acceptable for the most part. Like, mm-hmm. of course, maybe could be more, but in the new split, I think with the problems we had, cause we were saying a lot of our problems are uh, communication on certain setups and how to play the map together. And also draft ideas were a little bit different. Mm. Um, this needs a lot of groundwork to build up. This is not like you need to get better at laning phase. Like you can probably like figure out some matchups in two weeks if you dedicate yourself to it. But if it's overarching team concepts, you need more time. And we also had poor form, I think. Or some people had poor form individually coming into the scrims. Which instantly is like... It's really hard to learn a concept to play through a certain aspect or around something if the form is not there yet. Yes, yes. And then you naturally build habits around this wrong thing that works, and you get rewarded for doing it because it works, and then the official games play out very, very differently again. Maybe I'm being too abstract, but let's say, like, in scrims, I always lose bot lane or something, or I make a lot of mistakes, so my jungle knows, and he goes bot, he will get fucked, but if he goes to gank top every game, he will get a kill. But then on stage, I actually played a matchup better and the enemy top plays safe, but the enemy jungle comes spot and we don't do something like just to explain it, yeah, to yeah, yeah. Him, which was not the problem or anything, but yeah.
0: No, I, I get what you mean, right? I, I think it's like, it's what we, we talked about before, right? It's like the, the amount of things you can prefer, prepare before you actually scrim. Uh, there's so much that you can put in place and when those things are actually in place, then you can actually begin to practice the concepts that you can recreate in every game regardless of the play of the enemy. Because if you are in a habit of like getting kills or, or, or doing things in scrims that are, let's say, unnatural to what you believe is the theory of how things are supposed to play out, this is where like bad habits can begin to build and you kind of walk into uh, the weekend on LSE matches with uh, a bit of hope that the things that were (laughs) said in review and were pointed out 15 times, that uh, (laughs) they they click somehow.
2: (laughs) Yeah, which sometimes sometimes not. It happens definitely less when people are really stressed because honestly, I think we focus on a lot of the important things that we needed to do, but at the same time, individual level was lower. So I think some of the ways we were winning games before didn't happen as much. The meta was purely tank jungle metas and it's these are much more based on communication and I think Bo is really an amazingly talented player but it was obviously difficult to make work for us and we tried a lot. Maybe it was the wrong approach but at the same time it's kind of hard to play carry champs when Maokai is OP, when Poppy is like... High priority when Sijani Renikin, or like something like that, is also strong. I mean, you can try it, but it. We also wanted to learn the game in a certain way that seemed like to be the most optimal strategy because maybe we could have band-aided it better. Is is the point to be taken? I guess. Um, yeah.
0: From from outside, it it I could understand the dilemma, right? Because the meta was definitely pointing something else. It's like. Probably if we pull up uh, Game of Legends right now, it's like the four most played junglers: like Rel, Poppy, Sejuani, Maokai, which is the Vi, opposite. Vi, as yeah, as well. Vi was strong for a very long time. Wukong. It's like, sure, Vi, I think was was often banned against you guys if I remember correctly, because because both did play a lot of Vi in Spring right and then when We were
2: banning it ourselves. At some point, Vi, Vi was like the utility champ. I mean, to be honest, like if you would see our scrims with Poppy, it was beautiful, like bo can play this stuff really really well too Mm. Uh, i'm not sure like it's obviously not one thing if a team goes from third to tenth like so many things need to go wrong which also brought me back to the origin memory let's say because it was similar like from fourth to like last Uh, and it was we were doing not so bad and then we started having some losses and individual performance dropped. Like it's just this cycle. I don't know if you have experienced it, or I no, mean, you I, have experienced. I, it. I know you have, but we managed to break out of it. But it's, no, I, it's I,
0: I, I know, I know what you, I know what you mean. I, I know what you mean. It's, it's like if, if, if in the process of trying to build more, you lose what you have, the process becomes extremely frustrating, and and it's it 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 goes downhill rather fast. Yeah. I, I like an example for our, for the from from our time right it's like when when we first we beat g two um uh three two and then the second time we faced them we got 3-0. 3-1. Uh, a three one even yeah and then uh we the second time we played against g two it's like we lost in such a
2: like disgusting right?
0: this like there was there was nothing there and g- going into that series i think like the the loss that we had, and then going into that series, I think was similar in 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 many ways, but in a very tight time span. Yeah, yeah Right? Yeah, it's like, exactly. It's this like oh is the, shit, yeah. oh th- this is our problem, and we can't win like that. Oh, we can't fucking solve it. Okay, then we're gonna try to solve it in a unnatural manner, and then the the hope is gone, and then it bleeds into something else, and then we lose. We didn't even fucking play the game in that series that we lost against G2. Like we didn't yeah. lane, we didn't play, we just like, it was like stiff all across the board and it's like, you lose confidence in the things that you believed in and you lose yourself in the process of trying to solve something which, while there's something telling you that you can't solve it somehow, yeah.
2: Yeah, this is this is the perfect way to describe it. You th- what you're doing works well, but... It doesn't work all the way, Mm. so you try to evolve, but in evolving you lose yourself, and then it's hard to even go back to what worked for you, and then you are just nothing. (laughs) You're just trying to just make it work, and that won't work with a team that has been trying to build it the whole time.
0: Agreed, agreed. And it's like it's it's like performance for sure fluctuates, but the the individuals and the group needs to be strong when that actually happens. Because it's like, in order to become better, you need to become a little bit worse, because you need to restructure habits that might be good at a certain level, but they might be holding you back from achieving the next level, right? So you need to, like, restructure, but in that process, you need to be aware, strong, and the the individual player still needs to be fucking sharp, like, in terms of, like, playing the actual champs, because otherwise the concepts are just not honest, Uh, let's say.
2: But also, this happens a lot easier, I think, when you start to face stronger competition. Like, let's say you're doing really well and then you play with someone that's stronger on paper Mm. and they fuck you up and then you restructure in a healthy way because you're not trying to do it artificially. You're just doing what you're doing, like trying to do your best and then you see, oh, these are the mistakes in it. They're exposing them and we can evolve from that. But if it's like you try to do it or something didn't work and then you try something new, but you lose to the people that you would win against with the old way, it can put extra mental things on. Like a team that we would 5-0, suddenly we are losing more games to them and it feels like we are losing ourselves more, you know?
0: Yes, yes. No, it's like it's, it's always... Like for example our world championship it's like I'm so happy for Europe that uh, they actually get to practice in Korea before the world championship because if there was no Asian games and LSE ended so late I think that Europe would have been so fucked if they didn't actually get to like scrim and boot camp in Korea ahead of the tournament because that time like that first initial week when you play against these teams that are so much uh, better they are playing like they have gotten so much deeper into the concepts of how the game should play out that you 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 face the the truth in such an obvious manner and mm. and then it's like the after that first initial week of scrims is like if if you come at it in the right way oh you come out of it uh, fucking stronger right it's like yeah. uh, at 2021 it's like the, it, it, it went the way it did but it's like in terms of the practice that that we put out there it's like the improvement curve was fucking sharp. Like it was it was it, it was, was insane. Yeah. It was it was it was really, really good. It's like we got fisted in the beginning, but then it's like, oh, okay, this is how we got fisted, okay, we need to figure this out, we need to figure this out, okay, we're moving, you know? And yeah.
2: Um, I, I think that was a big strength of Hilly and also Bwipo. Mm. And I would count myself in a little bit too, or at least in the process of me and Hilly. I think they are really good at making like actionable things in the game. That, like, okay, like, Hilly can die, like, three times to the same thing, or four times, or five times, (laughs) let's say. But he's taking something from it. He will review it and he will take something from it. When it will show up is not 100% clear, but it will show up eventually. And I think that's how a player like this can have such longevity and even, like, after, I don't know, like, season five, like, eight years can win a split again and always compete at least top three level for for the most part. And I think that's that's a really important quality of being able to see what you're doing, fail with it, restructure what you're doing wrong exactly, and go back into it and be improved and have confidence in that.
0: No, one hundred percent. It's like the, what you mentioned there. It's it's already such a fucking rarity, like that a player can compete at the highest level for so long. It's like there's so many players that. In, in our time, we've seen come and we've seen them go and they play for one split or a year and maybe they have a great year and then they never uh, recover or they come out and they play in ERLs or whatever. It's like to to, to, to keep being good for over a longer period of time is, is really fucking difficult.
2: And I, I think 2021 was actually, especially that summer split, was a really good example of that. Like we started off by doing like our certain style with... Playing a lot around bot and then we shifted a little bit trying to play like less roaming like we played some Akali and some stuff like that and play around topside like around Renekton. and mm. we had a little bit of struggles with that but then there was so much buy-in from the team uh, into doing that playstyle with Hilly, Bippo, me, Niski, Adam and everyone it felt really really good to have everyone be bought in even, or even if a part like Always in a team, there will be some, someone sometimes underperforming or having like a bad game or like bad tendencies. But we were good, I think, at building around that and making sure that even if this goes wrong, like we're still going to do our thing in a certain way and we're going to try to make it work no matter what. And I think we were really, really on the same page for a lot of that time.
0: For sure, it's like I, I think it's like predictability is only bad if it's not good enough. And it's like, even though teams knew that we would play around bottom side, it's like we were so good at it that we would derive value from it, even in cases where the enemy played good against it. And
2: Yeah, and, and then there was also extra layers. Niski also had, like, once there was a lot of focus on bot side and people were scared about a bot set, Nisky also had some really good games on Cassio or Silas in playoffs versus Larsen, I think it was with Rogue.
0: The TFS real up. comp was a classic, the TFS yeah, real yeah. trundle, the rise From. as well, The Niski was good.
2: Yeah, I think both Niski and Tilly have a really good quality of when the team is on the same page, they can have a lot of impact on the games through facilitating other players well and starting good fights. And yeah, I think it, Wipo has the same quality. I think Adam, to some extent, has the same quality, even though, of course, I had things with him as a person that i cannot uh respect or however you want to say it but he also bought into it i think he really tried to make it work with his uh play style, which is he's still doing the same thing to this day i think of kind of what we were doing in Fnatic, and it it felt natural to some extent
0: yeah adam was was a wild card i'll never forget like He's, he's playing set against this Korean top laner, a alive, and then he somehow gets the wave in on three, and then he goes mid and ganks fucking Chovy with set. It was so fucking ridiculous. Just flashes on him, and uh, Adam had his moments, uh, like against G2 when he clipped Wunder with the Darius. He was he was the, the wild card of the team, but we we, we had a certain structure to that, that worked for us. It's like I remember like the the reviews where we're talking about how. Like something that is so basic now, but like when we sit down and we talk about how, how many camps we need to take in order to like pressure on the enemy blue side camps and how we want to set up for the dive. And if we can't set up for the dive because the jungle is patting the bot, we're going to take his camps. And just, just those conversations, it was they were so engaging because they were, it's like all the energy was concentrated in one direction. It's like, whenever that happens, that feels so good. You know, mm-hmm. it's like. Yeah. Everyone's focused oh, yeah. on the same thing and really everyone wants to solve it, you know? That is like the most beautiful thing. It's like that's when scrims are if you feel great. And it's like winning or losing doesn't really matter. It's like everyone's concentrating on the same thing. I think that's so 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 crucial. It's like I if- think
1: also the,
2: yeah, I agree with you. Because you can also see the growth and it's the most rewarding thing. And I also think the concept of like having a wildcard, um, if everyone in the team is like, has accepted that, like, okay, sometimes it's gonna be 010, sometimes it's gonna be a uh, weird roam that co- catches somebody off guard and it's gonna have a big impact. If everyone, if the team is built around that, that like, okay, you have this part that just always has to try to be really consistent and do well. And they are also the focus of the team, so everyone knows that. Mm. And then you have someone that can make stuff happen and it can work. It cannot work. But even if it doesn't work, the foundation is like good. But if it does work, then everything falls even more into place, and the other parts are facilitated through it. I think that's that was something really, uh, really good that happened for us in that run, and it was yeah uh, somewhat natural, I think, to some extent.
0: Yeah. Which um, like you 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 spoke about bow, and we we talked about like how the meta was in one certain direction. But it seemed like from outside, it seems like there were moments where there were attempts. Like for example, the first game you guys played, right? You played Lucian, Milieu, I believe, Kindred, and then there's like also Gwen on top of that. It's like the, the draft was was tough to execute, but it seemed to be like you guys were trying something in a specific direction. And then I don't don't remember there was any like game where where Bo ever played any of the outliers, the carries, so to speak. Uh how yeah. like in terms of in terms of and the commitments that were made, was that like a a, a a challenging aspect of it? It's like, oh, should we play what the meta is or should we commit in a certain direction? And was the yeah. issue that you guys were in between, like split in between, it seemed like from outside.
2: Yeah, we were very split in between. I think Foton is really, really good at carry champs and he's not bad at tanks, but he doesn't definitely doesn't prefer to play them, I would say. So, our jungle definitely prefers to play carry champs, and our support prefers to play melee champs, but now the meta comes into play where, in Europe, tanks were performing the best in that time. I'm pretty sure, like, Sion was, like...
0: Yeah, that was, like, pretty much everywhere, right? It's, like, even Bin was playing Sion and Kassante and...
2: Yeah, exactly, like, really tanky champs, like Sion, Kassante... It was, like, right after MSI,
0: right? It's, like...
2: Yeah. Um... I think jungle meta, there was some Kha'Zix being played. I mean, to talk real quick on the Kindred thing and then to ex- finish the point, um, like we we always would have a tank in that comp, but it was like Gwen versus Casante matchup and he had counter counterpicks, so he really wanted to go for it. Mm. And I think bot lane, we like dove them 2v2, to took all their sums, zoned them off a wave. But then there was like a really big error in oh,
0: communication yes. So you don't have to say put that on your boy. I'm gonna say it. It's like Kaiser refused to press his fucking spells when you're trading with a Dirk. Like I couldn't fucking believe it when I watched it. So yeah.
1: (laughs) And
2: then after that, I thought he still had it because or something like that. Like I and then we were still winning bot, but this bot lane should have been exploded. And I think Jungle died to Gragas like in River level three. So Kindred carry champs in jungle need to play on curve i think they need to be able to do their camps and then also look to invade or have pressure and be strong because mm-hmm. if it they offer damage and if they don't win duels or don't do damage then it's hard to play yeah, yeah. also we are only engaged in that comp was Ari and they had like Azir, Filius, yumi mm-hmm. Kasante, Dragas. so they had like really really good team fighting and we We got a good lead on bot, but we fucked it up. Our jungle got killed, and he also didn't get the kill on bot, I think, on the dive. And our top laner died 1v1 twice, I think, in that game. And mid lane was river. So we fucked up, and then we, I think, overcorrected, probably in hindsight, of like, okay, bot is range matter. If bot is range matter, you need tanks in your team. And we did that, but it didn't work because tanks require good setups, tanks require good team play, and also they require different strengths of players, like like I said, Bo is really, really talented, but playing like with in English, with tanks in this team, and there wasn't too much presence from our support too, probably to guide them, I think, both of them were more looking for the other person to connect, I guess, mm-hmm. it was difficult, and then yeah, maybe we overcorrected by maybe we should have put tank more on tops, but also Top wanted to play more carry champs, so we tried that, but it didn't work as well. I mean scrims were going well, but stage games, I think we mostly tried to play the meta and it was not working. And then at some point we put um Kaiser on more melee champs, but at the same time if you play like melee support and you don't execute really crisp in the meta where the range champs are just pretty strong, it's also more difficult to win the games. Yes, yes. Yeah. Synergy wasn't there between mid jungle support as much, I think, especially when we started losing. I think in spring we were more proactive around that. Or Perks was playing like champs that uh, involved themselves, like Aurelian soul He would just fly around the map suddenly and get some kills. Or Bo was playing Leeson with Ari or with LeBlanc. No, not LeBlanc, with Ari. And they were like really dominant or with Annie at some point too. They were doing well at the start. So, yeah, there was a lot of meta problems adapting to it in the right way for our team. And yeah, the more you lose, the less you really want to experiment. Like, you want to try to make something. Like, if you play this style, you need to be really confident that you're going to make it work. But at the same time, stage games are a lot slower. So, other champs are favored, like the meta champs at the time. So, yeah, a lot of different things pulling at each other at the same time.
0: No, of course. It's like if you. If you need to win a BO1, you're going to try to take the route that has less less risk. Uh, the route, man. No,
1: okay,
0: <laughs> for sure. Now, I'm 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 curious how, how things would have would have played out in a way. It's, it's it's always easy to to look at things in hindsight. If it's like in in terms of how a roster is built up, it sometimes the intention of of it and the strength of the players of it. Uh, of course, it's like in the long run, I think usually the team that is most suited for the meta is going to win, but I think to a certain extent as well, it's like to the the opposite can you can have the opposite effect as well in the pursuit of tuning yourself to the meta, you can also elude yourself in 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 that idea
1: um, yeah
2: which was the case i mean also, I saw like this sentiment a little bit of like oh I can't play with like jungle doesn't want to farm too much necessarily but i personally like it when my jungle has the idea and is like strong in the game and is like good for objectives and knows what he wants to do but it also has to be the right metaphor for it, i think like if it's like lucian army versus bot and you have like a i don't know like a random carry champ and the other one has like a poppy or something it's gonna the carry champ's gonna have problems impacting the game as much as the Tank champ because if bot lane is fat like a fat Zerilulu, Lulu, it's hard to carry against. And I think in Spring Split it was more Bo on Wu, Bo on Lee, Bo on Gragas, even Bo on Vai. doing a lot of the things where he was strong or he picked good fights or he had a lot of impact. But it was harder for us, even though I myself like to play this meta. It was harder for us to make it work because in the end. Everyone have to has to have the same ideas, and we didn't connect. I think on that level.
0: No, for sure. It's like so, for 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 the people that don't know, uh, like usually it's like draft structure and how drafts are set up. Usually, the the majority of conversation uh, is is like, what do you, what is the first pick, and what is uh, what is one two, and then everything is built off of that. And usually, those are the strongest champion in, it's champions in the meta. And it's like, oh. You're first speaking REL, and that's going to expand into everything else. So you first speak Malka, it's going to expand into into everything else. It's like if you if you then become... If you, if you try to become the outlier there sometimes, it, it, it works to play with the bands, sure, but in some cases not. And when a kid that comes into the picture, then everything needs to also change around it. And then all of a sudden, maybe you're playing champions that are weaker in all of the rules, and then you're bleeding... Uh, all over the board so there's definitely like a challenge to it uh, and it requires a lot of like finesse but i think the, yeah. the, the, the fundamental key thing uh, i would imagine that a regret would be that you guys you already mentioned it yourself that you would want to start like a lot earlier and maybe in a world where like the buying was Just there from the get-go go, like
1: mm-hmm.
0: like you because i think at least uh, my impression is is like team Herett is an excel they were fucking nine and tenth And then I imagine that they took some time off and then all they did was fucking prepare for those nine BO1s that they needed to play. And I think that momentum carried over uh, for as long as it could for both of these teams, honestly, in terms of like the rosters that they had, you know? Yeah, I think
2: that's the story for the whole year for a lot of teams. Like you mentioned Excel, Heretics, Fnatic was last place in winter, was eighth place in spring. Did some changes, bought into like an identity. Of course there's always growing pains at some point. Like at some point the meta changed and the identity was again hard. Yeah. yeah. Harder for them in the playoffs. But it, it is very, very important. And we didn't we couldn't reach it. Yeah.
0: So when I heard uh, when I saw that the uh, humanoid is in Berlin one month ahead of uh, summer starting and he's already playing solo queue, I was like, "Damn, <laughs> That's, he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's ready to go. He wants to he wants to win." I I
2: did a lot this year in, on this individual level. I, I, even last year, I think for a lot of it, he he played a lot of solo queue and kept updated. I think the things he could maybe have given to the team could have been more in hindsight, but. It's also difficult to manage like different views all the time, uh, but yeah, I think he doesn't necessarily do himself a big favor with how he portrays himself sometimes. Mm. In terms of like being this like guy, like oh yeah, I want to go party and stuff. Because he... if you watch him lane, you know he studies the game. You know he yeah, knows yeah. what good players are doing. You know he he can perform really really well. So, he, yeah.
0: he puts in the fucking hours. He 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 works works hard on on like understanding the game and, and knowing the game it's like everyone yeah. comes with their own strengths and and, and weaknesses right i think, yeah. I,
1: think I mean the biggest is, re- yeah sorry i
0: just want to say, he's he's, a, he's an interesting pickle as a is this <laughs> is, 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 is very unique what, what did you want to say no i mean the
2: thing i'm most sad about probably like on the personal level is just that this was the time i played with perks and it didn't feel like we had like the the time and the space to really shape everything and what I envisioned what we could do together just didn't pan out at all maybe in the future there's like a possibility or I mean I don't I have no idea what's gonna happen now mm. but I would have liked to succeed with him and build shape the team with him because I think he he has a lot of good ideas he has a lot of uh, leadership and a lot of passion and i really yeah i i
0: really like that the bottom i i guess that's like an additional layer from just as an outside spectator i i guess it's like now there's been let's say i guess 2 years of very strong teams built uh, around perks after he returned from from C9 and from outside it's like we can only judge what the results are but uh, you mentioned right his his characteristics. Perks is someone that you've known for a very long time, right? And uh, like you, you were the sub Fujitsu at some point. I don't know if you knew him already before that. Uh, yeah,
2: team speak
0: days, I think. <laughs> the, yeah, team speak days. Those are those are crazy days. Yeah. Uh, in, in terms of uh, his his presence in this situation, uh, how much uh, was it there? Uh, like how 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 was it to work work with Perks uh, in the context of this uh, stressful situation?
2: I think he always has a pragmatic point of view and he also is really invested emotionally, I think, into the situation. Uh, He always tries to make it work till the very last moment. Mm -hmm. And put in the effort, which I see myself in somewhat. I think sometimes I try to do too much or like... Try to take on too many things uh which in the end can maybe make me feel overwhelmed or maybe a little bit resentful, like which of course I'm aware of, but I try not to let it affect me, but it's hard when and I think he has a better process of doing that in some way, keeping more distance to that, but in the end, no matter how great a player is, I think if the team is dysfunctional, it will not work, and no single player can do all of that it has okay. to be the, the better five will or the better team in general like of course coaches and stuff can't do but i mean like in the game let's say the better five that is more connected and also somewhat close individual individually will will prevail in the end and it, it, just look at the results no one was able to connect the dots
1: okay
0: I guess like from from outside uh I guess the expectation that like Perks has, has built for himself uh through his uh, his uh, like career is that he would be like that potential player that could piece things together but I would have to say that I think that the, being that single person in a circumstance is just getting harder and harder year by year as the game is 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 the game is not getting harder cuz the game stays Relatively the same is more about the, the level of each player is getting higher and higher as the game uh, progresses and proceeds, right? It's like, this is the case with, with any sport or any game. It's like, you can take the example of chess. It's like, super GMs of today would smoke the super GMs uh, of maybe uh, 50, 60 years ago. But uh, uh, this is because the era is different and the expectations different, the tools for for success and they they have studied the past and so forth like everything kind of layers on top of each other in a a way. And now more than ever, I think next year is going to be even harder to be that individual player that pieces everything together because the expectancy of each individual in a group will be higher and higher as the game progresses.
2: That's true. But at the same time, there's always no, I completely agree with you. Uh, It's not a counterpoint. but. At the same time from the outset it still can easily look like that player is the key player that makes everything work. But what's behind that is a group of people buying into it and yes, making yes. that player be able to do it and doing their things well to a certain extent. Of course, like the role of the person that will carry the game no matter or like will carry the game and execute the teamfights well and play their lane well consistently is probably more difficult than the player who has to play safe and look for opportunities to help that player. But in the end everything needs to fit together and that that is also something that's important
0: yes yes because it's like i i think a a a common like characteristic with with some of like the the legends of 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 europe like the players that have like won plenty and they have stuck around for such a long time i think from speaking to them is usually it's like the same thing it's like they know how to win through themselves and they know uh, well enough how to explain that to others to convince them to follow along, you know? Yeah. It's like, that's, that's usually like the, the, the the commonality.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's just the nature of team sports in the end, right? Which is also the beautiful part of it, because if you are in the group that fit together and makes it work and there is this mutual understanding and you win together, you can also share that joy and uh, build friendships and build that connection over a longer period of time. And that's also the great part. But I mean, there's countless examples of great players that, for example, Viper, he was like in Griffin last place, got relegated actually. Hmm. Then the next split, he was in Hanwa uh, again relegations. I think he managed to keep the spot. And then he went to EDG and suddenly he's shining and shining and shining. And you feel like, wow, he's really this amazing player, but no one was thinking that a year ago. People thought, oh, he's good, but maybe his team is bad, whatever. But it, it, it can change really fast and it can go in both directions. It can be from good team to dysfunctional team or other way around.
0: No, for sure. It's like a, a, individual performance in a team sport, it, it carries a lot of context. And that's why yeah. it's so impressive when, when, when players succeed on multiple teams. Like you mentioned Hilly, like... Every team he's ever been on has has managed to get to finals at a minimum yeah. right it's like unicorns of love never won but they always got the finals and then what the fuck was unicorns of love without hilly and uh chachi not being in form anymore and and then it's like it was fanatic and then of course now mad lions it's like um that, that when you have a player that is capable of performing in multiple different contexts like that's fucking hard because it's like yeah. i think that's always when it comes to like team building it's like when we brought in mowgli it's like mowgli was uh, cared for by his big brothers and his team in Africa. He was the young guy, everyone took care of him. He could just play on, play, play the game and focus on the game. And then he comes over to to Europe and then the context is completely, widely, just vastly different. And then the expectation that he's going to perform the same is just, uh, or, or, or better, uh, without all of these things in place and all of these things cared for, was like our mistake that we, didn't make sure that he was nurtured in this regard because now he's put between Jizuke and Cabo and they are very wild in their approach to the game and how they get the most out of the game and he took inspiration from them but that this shit didn't work for Mowgli at all <laughs> and, uh, It's like uh, Jizuke watches, VODs all day and plays less and and then he tops off with some Korean drama Cabo uh, has his monk status where he, like, he doesn't uh, play so much in the off-season, comes in first scrim, gets smacked by Alfari, and then he grinds the shit out of the game because he gets so embarrassed and then he becomes uh, all pro <laughs> top lane because it, it, it always depends on how hard he gets uh, shafted in the first scrim set. <laughs> That's how you oh, no. know, know how good Cabo is going to be in a split. <laughs> it makes sense
2: actually. But it's, it's also an important lesson for me that I've learned. Mm-hmm that I have to learn over and over again. Hmm. No matter how good I think I am individually, it, in the end, it is that a team decides what how the results are going to be. And everyone in the team is a very important. Yes, and the yes. idea of just like thinking like, oh, I will just join this team and we will do much better will only work if everyone wants to do that too. And I think it's it's definitely humbling in a way, I think that you know also that you are, what you can bring is there, and it's valuable, but it's everyone has to be part of it, and at the same time, that mindset of, okay, you need to be ready for when what you can bring will push a team over the edge and not getting lost in, okay, yeah, either you got carried or the team sucks. Hmm. Not falling into that, and instead thinking, okay, I'm gonna work really hard no matter what the result is and when you get to that point you can have the impact that uh, helps the team win the split or go to worlds or whatever i think that is the key key aspect that i learned a lot from hilly i think because i have a tendency that when i see shit going wrong i want to fix it like even maybe if it's not the right way sometimes or if it's not I, I also got better at that a little bit but if it's maybe not necessarily my responsibility or if i i just want to try like make a difference but sometimes it's also important to make sure that you bring your part as good as possible and let the other people fall into that way themselves because you only have that much impact on other people. You only have that much impact on the games, and you just need to make sure that you are at the top of your game. Oh,
0: no, for for sure. It's a, a big part of the process. Is to it's like instead of trying to pull people in a direction, is to extend your hand until they are ready to grab it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I for remember, sure. like. It's like there was 2019, like Attila and Jack Trudeau, they had played together for, I think, like three years, you know? It's like playing three years, that long together, you know? It's like, you know, it's like a relationship, you know, some things, you know, some things they build up to resentment and whatever, and at some point, I was like, you know, they, they were very, very tired of each other, and then it's like in the conversations with them, always individually, I said, so you need to uh, work in a way, work in a way to the point where... You have to work in a way that you imagine that you hope that the other people around you are going to eventually also work as, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. It's like, yeah, like if, if you work in a certain way, eventually you'll be surrounded by people that work the same way, right? It's like, Hopefully. <laughs> you, you have to keep extending your hand until people are ready to to, to, to grab it. And sometimes yeah. you can you can pat people on their back and like remind them, but if you try to drag people, you know, that's... That's where, like, frustration builds up and resentment can be built up too. But On
2: both sides, most f- of the time.
0: For sure, yeah. Because yeah. it's, like, it's, it's, it's very rare. Because it's, like, it's, it's funny sometimes. It's, like, there's definitely players that don't try hard enough. But I think a lot of players work really, really hard. Uh, so there's a lot of players that work wrong, though. And I think yeah. that's where, like, the difference is. Because it's, like, sometimes when the conversation is about how... Oh, it's like, oh, European players just don't work hard enough. It's like no, I think I think it's just in a lot of cases teams and players don't work efficiently enough. I think this is like the more interesting conversation. It's like
2: Uh, yeah, I would say like probably seventy percent work hard enough. I think of that seventy, like thirty percent are actually working hard on the stuff they should be working on, and then there's some outliers.
0: There's every players out there that like spam solo queue, but in reality, it's like they're playing champs that don't fucking matter, and they're just like spending time, and they're just doing it because in their mind, like this is their this is how they got good in the first place, so they're going to resort back to that. But in reality, they need to be doing something different, like study every vote of someone, or like play different champs, or talk to your teammates. Right? It's like yeah,
2: Yeah, for
0: sure. It's like, uh, like an additional layer. It's like, you're very good at this, right? It's like when we play Lushanami, it's like you actually looked at how Lushanami was being played and it's like, oh, it's like, oh, Lushanami is being played in a way where, oh, I remember I, I showed like the V5 games. You were, you were also showing Lushanami. We're talking about It's like, oh, we need to set up vision in a way where you can dash on every wave. And then um, jungle doesn't need to be around mid because if you are pulling people to mid to contest you, then we can push side for free and it's it's a beautiful game. And then it's like on the other front, I think a lot of teams in Europe, what they do is they just, oh, this is being picked in this region. We should play it too. And then they figure out how to lane because they just spam the champion. And then how to win with the champ, they don't have a fucking clue. Like, how many mm-hmm. Nami's did we see here in Europe that fucking just did nothing? It's like, oh, they're 3 0 out of lane. And then they just, just. The
2: majority, for sure. There was yeah. a lot of bad Lucianamis.
0: Yeah. But it's like that's where like time spent is so good. I think Mad Lions is also another good example. It's like Mad Lions was so fucking shit in scrim for two years, straight three years even. Such a terrible scrim team. But it's like then Humanoid said, yo, we actually, what we did is like we made show one hour, we just reviewed like uh, Chinese games and we just talked about concepts together. And then their scrims fucking meant fuck all. But they sat down and they got useful practice by practicing in a different manner. And then it translated to stage matches. Because Mad Lions were so garbage in scrims for fucking three years straight. I don't remember when Mad was good in scrims.
2: <laughs> yeah, they were not the best in scrims for a lot of time, 100%. Yeah,
0: hmm. no, That's interesting. Because it's, like, it's like, vitality, you know, super team. I think that the super team conversation is always so weird because even though you, you, you a, a super team is 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 running towards the same risk as any team is, is facing. It's like, you need to set the foundation. You have players that performed under certain certain context, and now they're going to be in a different dynamic, and they need to perform in that context. And then the additional layer that you have five players that you're committing to at the beginning of the year, and then fucking random shit can happen. Like, fucking, I got hit by a car when I fucking was on my scooter to scrims. It's like, shit can happen, you know? It's like, you know, uh, life happens. There's so much randomness in 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 life that can happen, and then it's like the whole team needs to needs to carry that in in, in a way, right? So it's yeah, like yeah. The, the super team doesn't make you superman. You know, it's like you 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 face all the same issues as as any other team uh, faces, and I think
2: I think in Europe, a team is a super team when they have like five players that are considered individually good. Yeah, <laughs> but but that's like. I think that's a good team. But the super team part comes in when they actually make it work.
0: No, for sure. I think I think Gito has done a good fantastic job. I like every everything my, everything I hear from their like staff and from their camp, they seem to have like set up the beginning of the year really, really well. They really set up Yak for success and it's like they seem to really have yeah. bought into like the whole staff and all of the place seem to really bought into what they want to achieve. It's like
1: yeah. even They're after MSI. Hard
0: it's like sure. e- even after msi you could see like the switch up in terms of what they got from that it's like they got beaten down at msi and they're like oh shit we need to fucking fix this we need to work on this we can't get away with fucking going winning bot lane matchups we are not supposed to win and then mickey just fucking roams the whole map and fixes top and then fixes mid and like this is things are that are not going to be like consistent and then they like restructured how they practice and how they approach the game and i think g2 is like a great example of how what what I think everyone should strive for in in, in Europe and I think in the long run that's going to be super, super good. 100%, yeah. It's it's weird how like one, I feel like the years when like G2 2019 and then 2018 Fnatic, I I feel like those years were also good for Europe as a whole because I think when you have like a really strong team within the region and a team to beat, it becomes easier to like really like improve and like really... Have something very other. goal-oriented. You, you become really, really, yeah. You definitely push each other. It's like
2: yeah, and there's also some stakes in it when, um, like, many teams are competing to be like the best. Scrims get more competitive too, or mm-hmm. they can get more competitive because you are playing to prove something. Maybe yes, I, yes. I have a feeling a lot of teams maybe give up a little bit more versus G two when they are getting rolled instead of having that competitiveness. Yes. Yes. So yeah, level of competition is really important too, which hasn't been there that much, I think, this year in Europe so far.
0: No, it's like it's always, it's like there's always this conversation. It's like is the gap widening. As I think, I think the gap will widen every time because every year, I think it even even in my mind, uh, even the years when when G two and Fnatic were competitive like 2018 2019 i don't i think they were heavy outliers um and i think that's what europe requires it's like europe in order for europe to compete at at a at in like a international level there needs to be a team that is like an outlier in a way where you have five players that are achieving, like, their absolute peak at the time, and the meta's in their favor, and there are circumstances that happen in tournaments that are also in their favor. Like, for example, MSI, the MSI win for G2 2019 is a fantastic win, but IG, what the fuck happened to them, you know? It's like, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's like, fucking, what the fuck happened there, you know? It's like, I don't know. Uh, like I've heard some rumors about the stories behind the scene but bro like that was a collapse because in group stage IG smoked (laughs) fucking G2 and then they won a tournament over that and I think that's like the only way because in terms of the 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 attributes that make a region strong it's like oh player base and then it's like having strong players in the first place because it's like Greatness begets greatness. It's like if you have great players within your region and everyone wants to compete and everyone wants to beat that player, it's gonna spawn fucking mini fakers and they're gonna catch up eventually and then they're gonna become even better. It's like greatness begets greatness and then player base is there, culture is there. It's like uh, having everyone, I, I, I believe both in China and in Korea, I think the focus is a lot more on the group rather than the individual while in western society everything is kind of built up in a way where everyone is the superhero in their own movie in a way right
1: mm-hmm.
0: i think that yeah. part is also like essential you know it's like letting go of that ego to to do something for the group my point why i don't know why i went on this uh, this, this this into this rabbit hole but my point is i i think the the gap has always been wide, and it will continue to widen. And Europe needs some crazy outlier <laughs> to 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 uh, actually compete and to 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 win.
1: Yeah,
2: to win, one hundred percent to be competitive. I think the talent is there. I think you could make three, four rosters that could be very, very. That could reach the level, maybe, <laughs> mm-hmm. not win the whole thing or be favorites, but be a pretty respectable underdog, but. It's also harder for teams to make these teams, of course, because these players are contested. There's building wars, there's financial situations with teams. There's, yeah, everything of that. So it's hard to get like a lot of really good players. Just because you get a lot of really good players doesn't mean that you will be able to compete with the Eastern teams because they also need to mesh well. But if you don't have really good players, it's going to be... Pretty impossible, I think. So you need to have that, and then you also need to know how the team is run together, and then you can have these outliers.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. the The, the format we, we touched on it lightly, but now after uh, looking at it for the whole year, because it's such a, a, a hot topic, like I understand, like the hype part or whatever. It's like I'm not super interested in that. Of course, it matters. It's like that the LEC finals is not so hype because of how everything's structured. That sucks and all. Uh, but in terms of like uh the the splits and it's like the, the day-to-day in the splits. Uh, how, how do you feel now after being in two splits? Like what 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 do you think? Uh do you think this this format is actually making Europe better or, or, or worse?
2: I think it's making it worse. Um, from my perspective. I think either the pressure is too high or there's not enough uh pressure like if you're already qualified i think teams tend to have a harder time staying in that really focused grind like let's say you're already qualified like you lose 10 million games in a row and then you can still like it It doesn't really matter some of the weeks but also three splits for a regular week uh, split i think the regular split should be for building the team more and i think it's not really doing that right now, because it's three super weeks. I already hated super weeks when it was a nine-week split, because it was so volatile, and now it's just pure chaos. Um, on the other hand, teams if teams adapt to it and practice way more in the off-seasons, which is necessary now, it could also lead to better... better more, more competitiveness, maybe? Mm. I'm not sure. Because at the same time, also, it could lead to more player burnout for some players if the off-seasons are way shorter and you have three splits in a row and tournament so i'm not sure i i preferred the old format because it felt more hype when you got to the end that these teams you have seen them develop for a long time they are more polished because the split is more long and the end result feels more it seems like a bigger thing right like like when we were in sweden and it was like this huge summer split That that felt like a really big thing you know like a big yes, final yes. and all the teams played each other in the spring split and they came back and you could see how the teams developed over the long period of time and you could see these playoff runs so i i think the old split was better for players the for viewers i have no idea they they have to s- represent themselves here i i don't <laughs> know what i if they like it more to watch this uh, more chaotic format or if they enjoyed the split more I wonder if there's an in between option because this was mainly made that there's more best of threes. So, of course, a best of three split, like a full best of three split, would be amazing, I think, for competitiveness. I don't know if it would be amazing for viewership, but yeah, as from a player perspective, I didn't like it.
0: I think from, from, from the viewership perspective and also the cost perspective, like the BO3, unless it's um, like if it would be like a double round robin, you would have to like play like if you compare it to like lck i think that the cost for running the studio is so damn high like i mm-hmm. i try to like just estimate it in my mind it's like maybe there's like fucking 500 to a thousand people working there in the studio for a show day it's all the electricity all the talent everyone needs to be paid and i i could i could imagine like when i was sitting and thinking about this the last time i would i wouldn't be surprised if it costs like maybe 300 400k to run a day of 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 lec uh, with everything in place uh which uh, Adds up fucking fast <laughs> in in the esports winter. Uh, this was just crazy yeah. smash. I could be very far off in either direction. I'm not so sure. I was just like spitballing some How many numbers.
2: Costs, costs are just higher. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And it's like it's it's weird because the BO5s are cool and all, the BO3s are cool and all, but they are still fairly like limited. And I just I I hate the fucking super weeks. I think the super weeks are 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 just terrible. And I think that two teams go out, I think that's interesting in a way because of how it played out, I don't know if it's anecdotal because it's only one year and like one year is not a big enough sample size to know, but it's cool that Team Red is an extra like got to restructure themselves and like really come out, come a big, I think that's like really, really huge, but um, yeah, the BO1s, I, I don't know if it's, it's like, just because... The pressure valve is like on a medium throughout the entire year it really deflates itself when it comes to like the the pinnacle moment of what the split is supposed to be right it's like the into the finals and i think that yeah. there's no like build up you know and i think in order for there to be a build up there needs to be a little bit of boredom you know in the beginning you know it's like yeah, having yeah. some some weekends and games that don't matter as much i think is a fine price to pay in my mind for finals that are very very hype because now it's like oh it's like cool like okay we're going into week two now of best best of ones and oh maybe some teams are going to be completely out already it's like that's fucking hectic and cool <laughs> but from from a team side i i can imagine that that part is is, is shitty but from what you mentioned before i right, was like the practice ahead of splits this was something that already like g2 it's like g2 when they won with locket and targamas just because they were scrimming during Worlds, I think that's what made them win uh, Win the spring. Because I didn't think that team was that great on paper, you know?
1: Like, yeah, I,
0: yeah. Like, they were just started, started way ahead of everybody else, and that was such a massive edge. And uh, that, I think that should be in place uh, regardless. Because I, I don't really buy into this idea that, oh, it's going to be a different patch when we play, so it doesn't matter, bro. It's like... There's so much to fucking practice and so much to be better on, like as a team that are going to transfer. It's like the game has been largely the same for a very long time. It's like you can watch 2021 World Finals and you can or 2020 World Finals and you can see some insane gameplay that you can try to replicate today and you'll have a lot of fucking success. Yeah, that's a a lot of bollocks. you know. it's
2: like I agree. It's
0: like for uh, sure. off seasons are, are you can definitely find a lot of room to practice. LEC, we have LEC, this a really big weekend, four teams are already going to the World Championship Guaranteed. What do you think about uh, LEC's uh, chances? We have G2, Mad Lions, BDS, mm-hmm. Fnatic. We
2: have some hope in G2, mm-hmm. depending on the group, to at least make it out. Um, so there's, there's it's... no
0: group, right? There's gonna be like a Swiss, Swiss format, where you, if you win, you face a winner. And then, if you lose, you, you, you basically face a team with the same scoreline as you always. Up until Is it the,
2: best of threes from the start?
0: So it's best of ones until it's a elimination match or qualification match. Then it's the best of three. So you. What
2: oh, that's sick, actually.
0: Wow. So I believe if oh. you lose three best of ones in a row, then you play a best of three uh, to, to like C. Uh, If you can, like if you lose that best of three, then you're out. And if you win, I think three best of ones in a row, then you play a qualifying match. I think it's something, maybe I'm I'm wrong on the amount of B1s, but it's basically that. Okay. So there's a lot of luck involved, definitely, in the Swiss format. I think the only blocker is that you can't face the same seed and you can't face your own region. So... Like you could, you could maybe qualify to the main event playing against North America and then Europe, and then like you could, you can get lucky here. <laughs> okay.
2: Well, uh, yeah, true. There's a new format that changes a lot, of course. I, I would say I have the most hope in G two, especially mm. it's in Korea Worlds. I think they're gonna come in with um, a lot of fire to prove, prove uh, themselves, and I have hope for their individual level and their team play to improve more in Korea to be able to compete more with the uh, Asian teams. Otherwise, maybe Mad or fanatic if they have like a really good run now or build a lot of confidence and can translate it somewhat, I see some chances. Mm. But I, I don't know about BDS yet. Uh, just they haven't played, I think four of them haven't played at Worlds yet. Yep, yep. Um, so it's going to be a, a shock to them, probably a little bit, like the, the, the new environment. But maybe, but I would say like G2 and then Mad fanatic, depending on their form and then BDS probably. And the NA teams, I have not been following too closely. I mean, I watch some games with the boys sometimes, but mm-hmm. otherwise I have not been thinking too much about their strength level. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm just happy for Igna, honestly. Yeah, I think this yeah. guy, uh, I'm so happy for him. He's really a great guy when I played with him, and I enjoyed playing with him a lot, and I'm just happy to see him win after such such a long time.
0: No, for sure. Nah, that, that shit was pretty fucking hyped, that energy beat C9. It's like, C9, and, C9 always frustrated me and Dom whenever we watched them because they seemed to fucking get away with so much bullshit. And then, like, I Berserker would, like, just clean up games and... There was no like signs of improvement or sign of like elevated intensity or a sign of it's it's of course, it's like just taking from gameplay, so it could be wrong here. But no 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 sign of like pride in in the sense that, oh we have won this region, how can we make ourselves still be better? And I get that from G2, even though they they lost against Matt, I think that was like a preparationary gap in, 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 in spring. I don't think there was ever a point where G two wasn't the favorite to win a game uh, this entire year. And then still they have managed to improve, you know? And C9 was just the opposite of that. It's like they they kept winning games because like Berserker would like clean up the game or they would like individually outplay somehow and it, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm happy that that fucking bit them in the ass in the end, and Ignar took a fucking win. <laughs> <laughs> That's good shit. Now for the matchups that are coming up, we have um, BDS versus Fnatic. What do you think about this this, this matchup, BDS?
2: Mm, I mean, the best of five between Fnatic and XL was a nail biter, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Could also consider Excel that they were maybe stronger at this point than BDS. So it's hard to say where to place BDS exactly. Um, I think the thing that made BDS strong or like really strong for this shorter period amount of time was a lot with to do with the meta and I'm not sure if this will translate as much now. But also Fanatics playing with Wunder, right? And yep, yep. I He's going to do well, I think. Um, So yeah, I I would favor Fnatic slightly, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's a close series. But, I mean, I think Juminot has a lot of good champs going for him in this meta too. I think Rastog is a bit inconsistent sometimes, but he plays with confidence. Um, I think Trimby had a really big series against Excel. I think he had some criticism for his melee Champs, but I I liked a lot of the things he was doing.
0: Yeah, the game five was massive from Trimby. That was like a big, uh, big changeup, I think, in terms of
1: yeah, like what was what, what he showed in his head. output.
0: Yeah, did that was that was a sharp game from Trimby, and to do that yeah. in a game five when he had like some some stinkers on on Champs, I think is, sure. is is a very good sign for sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you run down the players on both teams. It's hard to see, like, one role particularly sticking out for BDS being, like, necessarily stronger. Yeah. And team play seemed more similar, I would say. Or, like, no team had, like, exceptional team play so far. But, yeah, we, we will see. It's the best of five. Anything can happen. But I would slightly favor Fnatic. Mm. And also, I want to say Labrov. When I play, like, he's so talented, I think, when I play with him in solo queue and stuff. I, I think he's a really, really good player. And I, I hope we get to see that even more. I think he had uh, some nice Rakan games. But I think he's also really good.
0: Yep, yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm 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 also in, in that same camp. Uh, I'm I'm leaning slightly towards Fnatic. I think like Wunder is a very like pragmatic person. So like I think he's very easy to like plug and play. I don't think I think like socially yeah, yeah. socially he like manages situations well and like he can easily like see what he needs to be in an in in a certain environment um it was funny though like we were watching (laughs) we were watching a mic check I remember like he said I remember him saying if if I if I have to if I played with Trimby I would get insta headache (laughs) it's funny that this is gonna happen now (laughs) I'm I'm curious how that's gonna pan out it's like the Fnatic series against XL, it's it's weird because individually they are really really good, uh, but sometimes some there's some moments of how low their ceiling is just showcases itself in the game. Like I think that's true for for Razork and 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 Trimby. It's like they can play insanely well, and I think that in terms of like overall gameplay level, they can reach higher highs than than BDS. But sometimes it's like humanoid also like just TP's into the enemy, dies on Jason, then the game is like over, <laughs> and like some 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 silly shit just goes down, or like Trimby and Razog just rush. It's like oh Noah's coming out of base, and they just like walk way too fast, fight four v five for no reason at all, and I'm sitting there thinking, oh, what what is going on here? There's like this this uh, essence of inconsistency that uh, that Fnatic carry that make them a little bit scarier uh scary to, to 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 bet on but I think BDS against SK I like SK didn't didn't show a lot of resistance but what I liked about that particular series I think that that was probably like the best series I saw from from nuke like he had a strong spring when he played like Syndra and Cassio and Azir that was like really good for him but I think in this particular series like he was much better than sertus and I thought that was like potentially the only way in for SK is like if if sertus like pops off somehow on akali or Leblanc or something but he completely uh, shut him down. Was the better player all the way around. I think Labro played fucking good. Sheo played really, really fucking good too. And Adam seemed also in his crazy form where he just hit the rooms and he was not um, like a liability as he was in some of the Bo 3s that they played in the in, in the regular split. So BDS, yeah, yeah,
2: that that was BDS favorite for sure was SK.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: okay,
2: yeah.
0: And on the other side, G2 versus Mad Lions. <laughs> it's, it's it's funny because I, in my mind, if there's any team that's going to upset G2, it would be Mad. I said it even before the playoff started. Because Mad, just when they play good, they have a very high peak. But uh, I don't think it's enough uh, to, to beat G2 at this point in time.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. I think if the series starts getting, like, if it's a back and forth series, I can see Matt taking it, but if G2 comes out strong and they're, like, in their top form, I think it's going to be tough for Matt to match that. I agree.
0: I think uh, Matt uh, did good against XL, uh, but even in those games, like, they did fall very far behind, and XL didn't know, like, how to convert, and then eventually they were in positions where they, like, died on side and took poor fights, and like, overreached through choke points when they shouldn't, and, like, Matt was very good at punishing. I think that, like, Elioia was was still, has, has had a very quiet summer, and also, like, I think that series against Excel was also quite, like, he he, he didn't, it, there's, like, this level that I expect him to have, uh, like, there's a level of impact that I expect Elioia to have that I haven't seen in a long time. So I'm hoping that that uh, comes up in this uh, series against... Um, uh, G2, because if it doesn't, then uh, then definitely this LEC finals is gonna, in Montpellier is gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be just uh, deflated and easy.
2: <laughs> Maybe we get a Fnatic G2 one.
0: But oh, that could be a banger too. Yeah, that could the, be a banger. I've... Fnatic versus Mad would be interesting, honestly. Fnatic versus Mad. I would I think
2: have... if Mad has confidence, I think they are gonna
0: gonna grind them out. But yeah. I I would lean towards Madden that one bro. When I heard rumors I that they were winning scrims, madden. I was like, "Damn, Madden's is is on some on something."
2: <laughs> I I think Garzy is in pretty good form right now. I yeah, think yeah. he I think he got more uh somewhat okay, somewhat more consistent. I think he that was always his biggest weakness but also one of his strengths. I think he's like kind of he was kind of a wildcard player on AD carry. And if the team works around that, that if he has a really good game, then it looks really good. And if it, if he has a bad game, he's still like participating. I think now he's more consistent. I think he's maturing
1: out of the puberty phase. I think playing with
2: (laughs) Illy also makes uh, the players he plays with uh, shine as well in a certain way sometimes. So uh, I like the the bot lane. mid Nisqy versus Humanoid is always really dependent I think on what opportunities Nisqy has in the game to impact it I think Nisqy also is evolving as a player I think he's more willing to, or not willing like he's also more able to play the carry champs and do well on them, which was Humanoid's big strength I think or even an advantage at some points Jungle is gonna be, I mean Rasok can be really really good or Play poorly. He plays good more than bad, but when he plays bad, it blows. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and top lane is um, I. Oh, yeah, I guess Wonder against Chasey right? That, that's guess, an interesting.
0: I guess one. I guess that would be the extension. Yeah, like I think. Wunder wonder is is playing against two very different top laners if if he qualifies. But I'm I'm assuming because it's like oscarini is going to have surgery i imagine that he's gonna be out oh, for, really? for quite what, some time
2: what happened with him he has like a hand issue
0: yeah yeah like his, his hand is completely fucked i don't know if you like during the series like he was fucking holding his hand like up and like you could see that like he was getting he was in trouble you know but it was oh, funny shit. like he yeah, had the fu- fucking really good series like he had a monster gwen game and then like the game 5 on Poppy as well, like he kind of fucking smurfed it.
2: <laughs> his Poppy laning face, I don't know, he's never behind. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, crazy. Poppy is, his Poppy is insane, it's Chachi. Reborn into a Spanish... Adonis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He has like uh, wrist issues or like his tendons or you, you don't know. It's like... Also,
0: I I know more than I should know, so I'm afraid I oh, okay. I'm I oh, okay. afraid of overspeaking because I don't know what's public, you know. So <laughs> we we leave it at that. He has some issues with his hand and needs uh, surgery. I think that's that's the publicly if available. Phonetic,
2: if two phonetic top in a table to add, <laughs> that would just be hilarious. Oh yeah, man! Yeah, what's no one needs to know. What's I ph- hope, I just hope he recovers.
0: What's a fanatic world's run without some, without some, some, some drama coming into it, you know, it's like the COVID of last year. Jesus Christ, bro. That
1: was was mental. (laughs) That was
0: was such a, I don't know, that was so surreal, bro. Like that was some of the most surreal shit. I can't believe it. It We tested, we tested positive COVID three times. Three times it was a false positive, man. In Mexico, in New York everywhere man dude, I mean, worldwide. worldwide yeah.
2: it was crazy yeah ugh,
0: ugh. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see wonder play like i'm hoping yeah. i'm hoping the approach i could see wonder approach would be it's like oh they're gonna open renekton they're gonna invite renekton and then it's gonna play orn gragas and he's gonna have a have a good time i think they should just invite the renekton play into the renekton i think this is the biggest uh wonder uh wonder classic I'm curious how they're gonna like plug him in because I don't know how, how easy I can imagine Wunder playing like Jax currently. You know, <laughs> I think I think him him jumping back into the fray. I know he he's been playing, but he hasn't been like super giga busy. You know, as like, I, I I don't know like how how sharp he can become within the span of like a week. But I think I think like Wunder Whippo would probably be, like the best plug and play players to put in top. So they are lucky that it's fucking top lane that they. A break a hand in, I guess. Probably AD carry like the egg and the ramen is also something to do. But if it was like yeah, support or jungle, that would be like oh shit, or like mid, I think those oh, would be big. like, uh, that, would would be be like the, that would be that would be that would be uh disastrous, yeah. Probably yeah. Fnatic Mad, I would also lean towards uh Mad there. I think I, I, I agree with you on 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 Karzy. I feel like Karzy and Iski were the most consistent players in the most recent time, it's like over the span of like the last three months uh, after MSI I think Niski and Kazia played pretty damn good I think in like in their phase when they were like dropping games and losing games I thought Hilly and Elioia were not sharp at all like they they just weren't there but it seems to be always that trend it's like whenever Mad Lions is underperforming it seems like Elioya and Hilly it looks like they've argued and they don't want to be on the same screen <laughs> <laughs> which I can so easily imagine you know <laughs>
2: I for some reason
0: <laughs> for some reason uh, uh, uh. you're gonna
2: be in uh in Montpellier.
0: yes sir i'm doing emea uh masters finals so i'm i'm hoping uh for the fans that KCOR qualify this is, uh would be sick i think if if K-Corp oh, sure. don't qualify like the the event just become so deflated you know because it's like it's half of France that would <laughs> would show up at the event, and and K Cop, I think is it's like uh, I, I've like reviewed all of their games and it's just been fun to follow them. It's like I have history with Cabo, and then it's like uh, Calist is a very interesting player. Have you have you run into him in, in solo queue? Do, do you have an opinion on on Caliste?
2: Yeah, I watch the games. I I play it's vs him. It's not too much in my memory. Okay, I didn't. I mean, I knew I did play against him before, but I never really paid attention. Now I, now that uh, he's playing in K-Corp and stuff, it's more, it's I oh, can no, more attach don't... a name to it exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I think he's uh, he's a good player, I think he, I see a lot of rough edges, but also a lot of uh, good good signs for
0: mm. me.
2: that's going to be interesting.
0: I, I like that um, it's it's like I think a hallmark of an ADC that will become better or like in general a player of, of that will become better is it's like they are actively looking to like punish always. It's like rather than being okay with a status quo that they believe is winning, they're going to actively posture to like pressure. Like there's like let's say there's a moment I I remember there was like in the in the, in the most recent um, there was a game they had to play the tiebreaker. And then he plays a tiebreaker, uh, and uh, there's a moment where he spots two people on a ward who's going the wrong direction, and then alone with Zeri, just pushes uh, like pushes forward into four people, begins to hit them, hit them, hit them, just because someone did like just a pathing error, you know, and small things like that. Then then you know that this person is actively looking to become really good rather than be satisfied with oh I'm going even I can carry the game, you know. I think this mm-hmm. is like. This shows like a, a a good future in in my mind always when I see this from a player. I yeah,
2: this. I think it's definitely an important aspect. I also think Taragamas uh, has been finding his own form Morgan. Mm. I feel like in LEC in Excel it was like really really bad how Patrick and him played and how they clicked. Of course, the whole team was exploding, right? But yes, yes. I see he's playing more confident in Solo Q too. I I, I like how he plays. Mona, I think he's playing better.
0: No, lane phase-wise, they, they seem very sharp. Like, they, like uh, at least when they're playing against some of the other ERL bot lanes. Uh, like, they, they, against Bauman Parus, I think there was, like, one game where Kaiser Alistar, like, mismanaged the wave. They, like, crashed the wave two, and then, like, Kaisa Alistar were full HP and got to, like, bounce the wave back, and then they were, like, full HP with pot. Uh, they killed him that game. And they just like one shot Zeri because Zeri like had no pot and like had yeah. lost 200 HP. Like that was like one moment. And then uh, there's like small inaccuracies like that, but I think then there was like the flip side where they played like Nyla uh, Senna, which was like monstrous, oh, which I is, thought
2: it. that was
0: which was that which should, was have nasty. Not
2: went <laughs> should have not gone this way. should have not gone this way. It was crazy. Yeah. They, I don't know why they're doing this. But
0: <laughs> I like, I, the, like it. I like the little Senna auto attack buffer, you know, that showed the hallmark of a good Senna play.
2: <laughs> I don't know why Alice uh, wants to fight level three like this, and and then actually they could have won it as well and killed one, I think. But it, it is what it is. I mean, there's there's levels to it, but yeah, I see, I see a lot of there's definitely good things I see in players from Europe.
0: yep, yep. Oh was like other moments too with, with Kalisp in particular, I remember like it's like when when an Aphelios player is willing to push forward and like make the enemy force, like for use spells on you rather than being afraid of the spell inherently, you know? There's like some ADs that are out there, they're like, oh, enemy Syndra has E, so I'm going to play so far away from the Syndra E because I'm afraid of getting hit by it rather than... Pushing it forward and, and inviting it because they are the person that has the highest range on the team and they need to be the one actually forcing the fight, you know? You so just
2: killed a lot of Eddie Carey players listening to this podcast, I think. <laughs>
0: it's, it's, there's very few that are like this, honestly. I remember, I mean, your, I, I remember your last game I... <laughs> on Aphelios, you tried your best, man, you tried your best.
2: <laughs> yeah. There's moments and moments, for sure. For when, sure when you yeah. want to do that. But I
0: understand your point, 100%, yeah. It's like AD need to be willing to engage, I think. It's like when you're playing Lucian, Aphelios, you need to be willing to engage. You need to be willing to use your buttons, you know? I think it's important.
2: If it's the game for it, you, you have to do it sometimes, for sure, yeah.
0: For sure. But yes, I'm in Montpellier. I'm going to be in the semis. They didn't invite me for the finals. I think everything was already set, but I'm going to be there in person, enjoy it, and uh, maybe someone gets sick. Maybe someone trips in the lobby, and then maybe I can go in on the finals. It would be cool. Nice. <laughs> yeah, the
2: whole Vitality team is going to be there
0: too. So. Oh, okay. We can see each other.
1: Okay, cool, cool,
0: cool. I haven't seen you in... in... Shit, the last time I saw you was... After was, we lost was not him. a good day. <laughs> Shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah.
0: then, then it's going to be good. We we, we we see each other. Is, is, is there anything that uh, you wanted to bring up, something we haven't covered we, time fucking flew, brother we've talked for two and a half hours
2: um, nothing in particular, I mean just gonna do the work, mm. enjoy my time with my family when I have the opportunity of course um, yeah
1: Elias sleep is not done, yeah?
0: yeah gotta no, can no. keep charging yeah? gonna keep fucking going yeah
2: yeah it just started 100
0: (laughs) Ah, it's 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 crazy how like every like like this year for me it feels it's just because i'm not competing it feels like my competitive time is so distant you know there's usually when i have been in competition i feel like everything melts together and time fucking flies fast but this year, time has gone so slow. I feel like it's weird. I, think I it just, I sense. just, I just miss miss the stakes, you know, miss the responsibility and the the, the craziness of it all, you know.
2: I've... Okay, and next year we're gonna make our reunion somewhere.
0: Yes, Wherever. sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> we shall see what 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 the future brings. Okay, Elias, we ca- I catch you on the the co streams, the co views. Maybe we if don't I have him... a
2: microphone at hand, my <laughs> okay. Paula was
0: so nice of her to borrow me the.
2: Bro, segment.
1: just
0: fucking buy one for the love of God, man! I have like three laying in like the storage room.
2: I um... have to check them out, but it's a long way. Then.
0: Bro, Paula, please put this on his chore list. Like, put this on his list. Expand the twenty minutes to twenty-five minutes. Let him go to the storage and get a microphone. Uh, this, is, this is insanity. You've had this shit microphone for the last fucking five years. As long as I've known you, you've had this shit microphone.
2: <laughs> yeah, I need a better mic for
0: sure. One of the All right. Elias, I wish you all the best. I see you in Montpellier, yeah?
2: Yeah, see you. Thank you for, for the conversation. It was
0: fun. My pleasure, my pleasure, brother. Take care, my man.
2: Okay, bye-bye.